0: On right now,
1: <laughs> and this you're episode, sure.
0: one...
1: <laughs> I'm Craig Lipinski, Seth costello museum in Orange, and, and has no idea what's going on. This is episode 131 of the TV Less Video Game Podcast, available at tvless.net. We can stream or download it. You can also check us out on iTunes or Stitcher and, and this... Zoom. I have not put anything on Zoom. Um, actually, no. I just
0: want to mess with people
1: every every ten. Don't interrupt you? Yeah, I know you're pretty good at that. Uh, <laughs> every ten episodes or so. You know, I petition, like, hey guys, you you want to throw us? You want to throw us a little review on iTunes? It's always appreciated. It's been a little while since we've had one, and uh, just give us give us a fair star review. And if you have more than like thirty seconds, you can you know write a little something in the box there. Helps us out. Uh, I I would prefer five stars. I mean, I think we're totally worth it, but I don't want to influence your decision whatsoever. It's a cutie orange, so it's small. So um, it's only been a couple days since we did the last podcast, so not not much has happened. I went to I went to this this benefit in New London on Friday night, which is it was basically there's was
2: like, a there's a New
1: London. <laughs> Why didn't anybody <laughs> tell me this? I remember <laughs> one. when I was I remember when I was younger. There was this short-lived like cartoon. I think it was like the New Adventures of like Sherlock Holmes or something, and like Watson was like a robot or I don't know, but like it took place in New London. <laughs> and and I'm just like no no you don't understand it's already new one it's a shithole like what are you doing cartoon and it's there's
0: and it's- also one in Wisconsin and there's one in like New Hampshire and uh, cities really got to get original names
1: yeah I get well yeah but and it's always funny to hear like people like put emphasis on the new to differentiate it like every once in a while someone will drop something about like New Haven which is a town here in Connecticut. And they'll say, like, New Haven, you know, to differentiate from the old Haven, just, just in case you're unclear. And it's like, no one says that. It's basically one word here We're like, New Haven, the Haven. Like, it's not.
0: I remember when I went to college, my roommate would say New Haven. And I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? university are you he, from? He was from, like, New Jersey, so he didn't know how to talk. He didn't know how to talk. <laughs> Probably not. If he's going to say New Haven. New Haven.
1: Anyway, we're, we're keeping Seth out of the loop on this one. Fuck you, California boy! Back east! Ha ha
0: ha! um New Haven. We we did a podcast way too recently. I'm not, I and mean, I haven't had enough time to build up funny stuff to say. So
2: you haven't, you
1: haven't had.
0: I'm, I'm sorry to, like, that I'm not funny as funny as t- I was. It laughing. takes
2: him three months.
0: Right? <laughs> it, it takes him. No, no. This was the, the last episode. Was the first time I have been funny. Clearly, it takes like three years. <laughs> <No>.
1: <laughs> and it takes just as long for the alcohol to clear out his system because he's clearly still drunk from the last episode. No, no that's the, drinking.
0: That's period I started before this episode. What are you drinking? I am drinking River West Stein Amber Lager.
1: I see. I'm drinking Narragansett.
0: Yeah, I mean this is a, a local brewery called Lakefront. Is it um, fermented? Is no, it the what? orange
2: is not. The orange is not fermented. <laughs> you, don't, you don't belong here. <laughs> Did you buy it from like some guy on the side of the road? It's a non-alcoholic orange. I don't know. It was, just on, it was on the dinner table. I just started, <laughs> grabbed it. I don't know who it was. <laughs>
1: Just growing here in the wilds of California. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, I went to this benefit. It was basically any other night in New London. Just seeing kids hanging out. And that's about all I did. Because it's been like four days.
2: I had breath mints in my mouth, so now the orange tastes like minty. It's like that a sounds, minty orange.
1: That sounds disgusting. <laughs>
2: no, it's, it's not like peppermint.
1: That's like that. That's that. That's that. A California fusion cuisine, isn't it?
2: Hell yeah, man!
1: <laughs> what you been up to, Seth?
2: Nothing. I slept a lot.
1: This does not surprise me.
2: Yeah, no.
1: <laughs> is, that, is, that, um, is that really what you do, Jay, with your free time? I mean, we make jokes about it, but I'm curious. Like, do you just like go to work and then sleep?
2: Um, usually only when I'm depressed. So, yeah, a lot of the time. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I'm We're laughing. That's a bad thing to laugh <laughs> about.
2: Chris is cold
1: hearted. I know. <laughs> do, you have, do, you have a, do you have a problem with depression?
2: Uh, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. I know That's that feel, bro. Yeah.
0: yeah. I'm sorry, I laughed at you, Seth.
2: Don't no, worry, I put on a mask. I was and...
0: hoping my laughter would make oh, you sh- laugh and cheer you up, but. <laughs> He's dying on the inside, don't worry. <laughs>
2: Uh, no, it was, it was great, Chris. I liked it. it, it <laughs> He's like, what? It, <laughs> it, <laughs> it
0: didn't, it didn't he my, my more. <laughs> or anything. No, it's fine. I liked it. It's
2: okay. It's, it's, it's the radio, so nobody can see me cry. So. <laughs>
1: it's the oranges. They always make me tear up. <laughs> what about you, Chris? What have you been up to other than, like, insulting the
2: mentally handicapped or disabled? <laughs> or,
0: <laughs> or, no, that's, that's about it. No, I haven't done fucking anything. It's been, like, four days. Yeah, know. we
2: recorded on Tuesday or something, right?
1: We're so boring. Like, it's like, well, it has been, like, six months yet, so I haven't done anything interesting. We're, like, fucking, like, the giant tortoises of the Galapagos or something. We just kind of sit around for a while. And those move... tortoises are awesome. And then man. we move an inch after about a month. And it's like, whoa, dude, you don't understand.
2: I moved an inch. Have you seen those things hump? Because they hump slow, too. <laughs> 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 nope. I have not seen this. Uh, it's, pro- it's, pro- it's probably on
1: YouTube. I can't tell you it's on YouTube. Well, I
2: mean, I just, like, at the zoo, like, ever since I was, like, three years old, I've been watching Galapagos tortoises fuck, I feel like. It's like every time I go to the zoo, they're humping. I don't know what's going on over there.
1: <laughs> this is how Seth learned about the birds and the bees.
2: <laughs> I was like, f- all right. What is doing? All right, so you just climb up on her back, and then you just go really, really, really slow, and she's into that, right? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs>
1: Let me yeah. know how
2: that works out for you. Uh, uh, not not well.
1: <laughs> He's like, I tried it, and she wanted the leave. She asked for her clothes back. I don't know why. I did everything right, goddammit.
2: I learned from the tortoise.
1: <laughs> he didn't win that race.
2: I guess not.
1: <laughs> so, as it's been four days and, like, five days or whatever, and, like, two of them have been in the weekend, like, nothing's really happened. But, um, the PlayStation 4 releases this week, and... I, I I suspect you gentlemen are not getting it on launch.
2: Uh no. I am not. I am. I am. I made the exact Uh Mr. Noja buying all these fancy consoles. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, well I still have the um I I mean I can spare the four hundred, but I still have like the um Xbox One pre ordered. Cause I can't... I mean, I'm, I'm only going to kill it, like, the day before if I have to kill it. But I'm sitting there, like, hoping, like, maybe someone will just drop, like, a $500 check in my lap. Like, maybe that will happen between now and then, so I should probably keep it on pre-order. That's probably not going to happen, so, like, I'm going to have to. I'm probably going to have to cancel it, so... Flip it, Craig. Flip. I, I probably could. And, and you, know, you know what the crazy thing is? I may not have the money for it now, but I can write off both of them in a few months. Doesn't that fucking suck?
3: Yep. So... Yeah.
2: Which is why you should flip it,
1: which is why I should flip it so I, I mean I thought I thought yeah I, I might I don't know if I'm gonna go hungry I might as well go hungry with an Xbox one right um I because I, I I thought about it. I thought about like I still think that like and this is weird for me to say because I mean I'm I'm, uh, I'm not particularly platform partisan I'm not completely agnostic either but i'm not I'm not very partisan like I buy the, I buy pretty much every system if it's got you know games I want to play on it, but I mean I've never been like you know, their day one for a Sony system. I think the Vita was the only one I got in on day one. And, um, so it's really weird for me to, to, to do that. But uh, I mean, I look at, it, it just looks like the better value. I mean, like upcoming content wise, certainly not launch wise, because neither system has really a shit to play on it. Um, but of course everyone will forget about that. We'll, we'll rag on Nintendo, but these like, there's nothing to play on. these fucking. But, oh, but Sony's going to have some exclusives in three years. It's okay um but uh, i think you know it's its future content looks better i think the price is better um i'm just more interested in all the way around and like and, and and it's it's hard to separate like what a company does from its product like i think like microsoft are act- acting like a bunch of like dickheads but like how much does that really affect you know like if the xbox one's a good system does that really matter should i really care and I probably shouldn't, but it seems like everything Microsoft has been doing up until the release of this system has been like colossally stupid. Right up, yeah. I mean, no. I mean, if you haven't been following the news, a few folks got Xbox Ones legitimately early. Like Target shipped them out by accident. It was Target owned up to it. it was totally their error, and these people paid for them. They didn't steal them. Nothing. There's nothing nefarious here, and they got banned. Their consoles were banned immediately. And there was a big media hullabaloo about it. So then Major Nelson's like, whoa, let me step in here and be the hero. Well, actually, if you didn't shoot first and ask, but you shot him in the face, let me administer medical assistance here. (laughs) Maybe if you actually investigated this first rather than just, you know, fucking carpet bombing everything, there wouldn't have been a problem in the first place. So Microsoft gets to step in and look like the hero, never mind the fact they're the ones who caused the fucking problem in the first place.
2: Not even just spanning the consoles, but also like taking down YouTube videos of just like unboxings and shit. Yeah, yeah. that's ridiculous.
3: That,
1: how how can you copyright someone's physical Xbox? I don't understand that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: we made that <laughs> Xbox. You can't have that in a video. Blur Isn't that, blur that E-U-L-A out. U
2: L A somewhere.
1: That, I mean, that's that's mind blowing to me. But that's I mean, that's also an example of Google shoot shoot sh- first, ask questions later when it comes to YouTube. That pisses me off, but. Um so I mean the Xbox one might is might be a fine system and and obviously I'm still struggling whether I'm going to get with it, get it at launch or not and I'm like 99% sure I will get it in the future so clearly like Microsoft being dicks isn't that big of, big of big of a deal to me and there's only half a can of beer so far what the fuck is wrong <laughs> with me um but at the same time, it, it still makes me think, like, uh, like I, don't, I don't know. Like, they're doing all these stupid shady things. And then what happens once I have the box in my home? I paid $500 for it. What can they do then?
2: Can I ban you from up- I don't know. I don't know. Nothing's going to happen, but still. Well,
1: probably not. But it makes me very skeptical of a company that does all this shit before the system even has technically launched. What are they going to do with it once it's launched? I've heard they're giving them out. I heard like some people got like the entire like download for Killer Instinct for free. I saw that, yeah. I did it. I don't know why. I've had <laughs> Xbox Live since it came out. Where's my fucking Killer Instinct?
2: But You don't You don't get it, Craig. Only cool people get it. I know, apparently. I, I'm like Microsoft, uh, their whole, like, points thing, um, what is it, the, like, Xbox Live points that you get for, like, buying games or something? I've been buying Xbox Live arcade games for, like, the past three years, and I get a email every month telling me that my points is zero. Like, I'm earning no points, and they keep, I don't know why not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, You have still earned zero points. I'm
2: Yeah, exactly, and every month, it's, you earn zero. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I downloaded, like, ten games this month. Where, where are my points? You know, when it comes to PS Plus... Um,
1: you know, there's obviously some benefits that I prefer to own my game. So like this weird, like rental service is not for me. Um, but it's clear that Sony's giving away like modern games with that. And the discounts are pretty, it's inter- a pretty cool concept as well. And it's, and it's interesting to see like Microsoft, like, struggle to come up with anything even close to that. Even though it's just that easy. Just give away fucking games. Just that people are paying for live, Just give away games. And they can't be like, oh, well, here's this five-year-old like Xbox at you. Who wants, like, this Doritos game again? Who wants that?
2: You know? I thought, I thought they were giving away some games now for They for did, but they did, like, members. Assassin's
0: Creed 2 and Halo 3 or something. Yeah. Which is like, great they, and they,
2: all, they, but they... I, you can go to the store and get those for,
1: like like, $7. It's not really...
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's definitely a step forward, but it's still certainly not complementary to what behind. PlayStation yeah.
2: Plus is doing. Yeah. Okay, I'm looking at my email right now. My VIP, my VIP status, Legend, reward credits earned last month zero. Deposit last month zero. Lifetime reward zero. Why? Why am I? <laughs> because it's zero like zero it's, a,
1: point? it's a terrible, terrible program. It always was. Like you earn garbage. I earned nothing. I earned literally <laughs> nothing. Yeah, literally garbage nothing. Garbage would be better. Yeah, gar- Yeah, garbage might be better. But. um... um I mean, on the subject of PS Plus, I mean, that's, that's problematic in its own right, where it causes people to, like, basically not buy a game, <laughs> where they're like, it'll be on PS Plus, and they just, they don't buy. And you can't blame them, hey, man, you, you know, that's how the system works, go for it, you're not really exploiting anything, but it does become problematic for, like, indie developers who, you know, kind of want to get paid for their work. I don't know how they make money on from through Sony. They must be getting some kickback from they Sony. Gotta
2: get up some money from Sony,
1: right? They 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 must. But I, I'm sure it's not quite the same as if someone actually bought their game. And people might buy the games if there weren't the possibility of it becoming. I mean, it's almost like Steam in a way. So it's good. Eh, but I don't. I don't. I, 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 my understanding is the numbers just aren't there like Steam is. Like when something goes on sale on Steam, like people buy in such quantities that. I mean it doesn't matter that it's that it's on sale whereas with p s plus I don't think the numbers are there to quite get that kind of um revenue for the developer mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: So. I have playstation plus uh I like it, but i generally. Um, use it to play games that I didn't pick up in the first place. I don't. Mm. I don't generally wait on games hoping they'll come to PlayStation Plus because, like you, I like to own my games. But stuff like you know Sleeping Dogs or, or Saints Row that I that I didn't pick up, but I'd like to check out. I, I do do those. They would um, never ever fit on my hard drive. And the, the, the sales are really good too.
1: Yeah,
0: that's true too. Now uh, none of those I, would I ever fit on totally my It's not for everyone. Like why you why you would pass on it for sure. But
1: Microsoft's gotta they gotta catch up a little bit on that. Yeah. That they just keep locking stuff behind like the paywall. Like it just, I stopped paying for Xbox Live because I I was for like the longest time I was basically using it for Netflix. That's it. And then um, I got the Wii U, and I like the I like the Netflix Netflix interface on that, especially using it with, like the gamepad. It's really convenient. So um, there's just no point for me to pay for like Live. Why would you put that? I don't understand why that's behind the paywall. Like online gaming you know, maybe, like, giving away free games, like, whatever, like, all that stuff, like, that's, you know, specific to Microsoft, I like, get, yeah. but, like, Netflix, like, I'm already paying for that, I don't understand.
0: Yeah. yeah. Have, they, have they confirmed that that's going to be the case on Xbox One as well? I don't know, I know if they've like confirmed they have, it, but yeah. I, I'm not 100% sure.
1: I'm not sure, but it wouldn't surprise me. I know Sony has said that, no, that's not the case with
0: them, mm-hmm. but... It's stupid. I mean, I own so many devices that play Netflix. You know, why would I need to pay for Xbox Live to do it? I mean, it's, it's a nice benefit if you're already paying for Xbox Live, but it's not going to make me buy Xbox Live just for that.
3: Yeah.
2: Yep. That way you could have your little powwows with Fabian and watch Breaking Bad all day, Chris.
0: Nah, we just, we just chat on – we just text chat.
2: Oh. Oh, that's boring. I know. <laughs> you have to type if use your know. hands.
1: What a baby's toy. <laughs> well that's that's all I that's that's all I really had to talk about was the PS4 I'll, I'll be getting one I, I want um you know I, I was, what
2: games are you picking up
1: at launch Craig? I think just uh I didn't know how to pound hey, hey, are you getting in on that Amazon deal no I'm not <laughs> yeah Amazon has that's this deal I mean. it, it just it just sprung up today people are getting emails if they pre-ordered like just one ps4 game Amazon sent them an email saying like oh you can buy two get one free. For PS4 going games. That's, that's great. Um, I didn't pre-order any games. I just pre ordered the system. Why don't I count? I pre ordered the system through Amazon. Why don't I get that? That'd be pretty sweet, but no. Because, I mean, there's no... There really aren't any retail games I want, but, I mean, hey, if, you know, they're basic... If I get three of them at 33% off, maybe we can talk. Uh, oh, well. Um, but, I mean, uh, you know, I was thinking about, like, Knack, because it seems like it could be up my alley, but the more I see, I, I see it, the more, I'm like, this looks really, really boring. Right.
2: <laughs> Every time I see it, it just looks boring to me.
1: Yeah, yeah. Early on, I'm like, oh, there's colors and it's sort of silly, and you get to beat stuff up. This is great. And the more I see it, I'm like, this is this looks really dull.
2: It just looks like some rudimentary, like PS1 shit or something. Gameplay wise, yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. And that's fine. I mean, there's there's
1: there's going to be a demographic, perhaps, with younger gamers that are into that, and I have nothing against them. You know, I have nothing against Sony putting that out or people who might like the game, but that's that's not true. That's, meh, I don't want to play that. So, the only game that I'm definitely going to get is um, uh, is it Rezogun? Rezogun? I don't know how to pronounce that.
2: Uh, yeah, I know that one.
1: Yeah, but that's the only one I'm definitely getting. Um, but I mean, if there's, like, a sale, like, if I was going to buy buy two, get one, like, I might pick up Knack. Like, maybe Killzone. Because, I mean, I did enjoy Killzone on the Vita. I did like that. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe I'll give Killzone on the PS4 shot. Like, whatever. It's a sale. I'll do it. <laughs> 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 Why are you buying a PS4 right away, Krug? Yeah, I don't know. Because I wanted something new and shiny, it. <laughs> I, tra- I, I traditionally actually do not buy systems at launch. I've, I bought some, but... Not not many. Like the, like Nintendo systems. As far as Nintendo systems go, we we. Well, I bought the GameCube at launch, so GameCube, Wii, Wii U, and 3DS. They get the Game Boy Advance. I guess I bought more than I've I've realized, but a lot of my systems I own. Most of my own, I did not buy at launch.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm not
1: a typical mm-hmm. launch guy.
2: But I, I think with both the 360 and the PS3, I waited for price drops and redesigns. Yeah, or, same here.
1: Yeah, I, with the 360, I waited. Toys R Us did this deal where like it wasn't technically a price drop, but if you bought like they had two models. I don't know if people re- remember this. There's like like a stupid model that didn't have like chrome and have spinners and shit on it.
0: And then, <laughs> it had, it had the white disc plate.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I bought I, if you bought the nicer model, which I think was 300. Was it 300 or was it 400? I don't remember.
0: I think it, I think it was three and four hundred were the the original okay. bundles.
1: So, if you bought, like, the $400 model, like, you got a $100 gift card to Zoys R Us. So, basically, you bought the system, and then you got a couple games for free. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'm down with that. So, that's what I did. Yeah. When
0: I I had a, a fat PS3 for a while, and then I got the uh, the Slim model uh, when Target had a deal, I got, like, a $150 gift card, and the system was only 300 So, I was like, wow. damn. Yeah,
1: this is
0: nice. So, I jumped on that. I, got... I think you needed to have a special coupon or something. That's why I was able to do that. But...
1: uh I got, I got, I still have a fat PS3 with a really crappy hard drive that I should probably replace. Um, it's like 60 gigs; it's like full all the time, always full. <laughs> um, but I got that. It's a backwards compatible one, so I got it right when they announced like the new, the the, the second wave of models. Like, oh, they're not backwards compatible, but they're go, Oh, fuck! I better get that, better get that backwards compatible <laughs> one. So I went out and got that. PSP, i waited for a PSP, I waited for that redesign. I got the PSP 200.
3: Uh-huh, uh-huh.
2: Yeah, Now I waited until the Xbox 360 had an HDMI port, and there was a price drop around that time.
3: Were and those the Elites?
1: It, Did they have an HDMI port before the Elite, or was that, like, whatever? What, what made the Elite the Elite? Like, was it just a bigger hard drive and the HDMI port? Um, The Elites were black, weren't they? Oh, so it was the color, the HDMI port, and the bigger hard drive.
2: Yeah, mine's it's, white, though. Mine's white and has an HDMI port. Yeah,
0: later later models. Yeah, like they added the democracy. HDMI to everything later, but I think the Elite was the first one.
2: Yeah. Okay, well, then I waited until the regular ones had HDMI ports, I guess. I have an R2-D2
1: 360 right now. <laughs> 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 like, it plays, like, little R2-D2 noises when
2: you... I almost it. bought one of those.
1: It's pretty nice. <laughs> it came with a white connect and a C3PO controller. Yeah, that is that. That controller's point is fucking.
2: Hell. Yeah, well, it's just, it's got match C three PO.
1: I guess that's true.
2: Yeah, I think I decided that was too expensive when it came out.
1: Well, I mean, I I was on my third three sixty, and it was shitting the bed, and I, I forgot what happened. No, it died. It died completely. Like it would turn on, but it wouldn't boot, and nothing would fix it. So I was like, I need a new one of these. And my friend was just—he's like, I have an—I have an R two D one, like I've literally like never used. You can have it. So, <laughs> and then so I went to GameStop, bought a transfer cable, used it once, and returned it. <laughs> <That's>
2: <laughs> Normally, I'd yell at you, but it's GameStop.
1: Normally, I wouldn't do that, but it's such a why would I need to buy a transfer? I think it's stupid. I have to buy one in the first place. Propri- so it's can- a proprietary hard drive, and then a proprietary transfer cable. Are you crazy? It's stupid.
0: Yeah. It is dumb.
1: But I put it all back nice and neat in the box. It looked like no one used it. I mean, it's not like I'm screwing over the next person to get it or anything, so whatever.
2: Next person to return it? Yeah, the next person to use it (laughs) per day
1: and bring it back. They knew what I was doing. I'm like, oh, I'm dissatisfied with this product. (laughs) It didn't meet my my strict standards. (laughs) Whatever. Whatever. But i i'm excited for the ps4 a little less no not at all you're not excited for new hardware at all
2: no i just haven't seen any games i want like actually that's not true like there's some games i want on 360 like a stupid panzer dragoon 5 or whatever
1: oh on the xbox one yeah that's the only thing i want though like everything else looks boring on that too
2: I think I want D4 as well, even though I think it's going to be awful, but I think it'll be neat and awful at the same time.
1: I think it will be neat and awful, but I won't buy that for yeah. full price. Yeah, so I can I can win. Neat and awful games, I'm down for checking out, but I'm not going to pay $60 for them.
2: Is it a $60 game? I thought it was a downloadable game. Oh,
1: was it? Then, oh, okay. Gotcha. I think it might be, yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Then maybe I will pay whatever they're asking. I don't really know. It's tough to tell with this new generation, particularly with the PS4 and the Xbox One, what is retail and what's downloadable with with such a huge push to uh, downloadable content.
2: Mm-hmm. It says it's episodic, so it's got to be downloadable. Okay.
1: And you know what? Like, I don't even know if I'm that torn up about, like, less physical games. Did you guys read that NUE piece I wrote that about being bored with the current nah, state of video games?
2: I, do. nah, I, don't, re- I don't read your shit, correctly. That That's
1: fine. I don't feel bad. Um... <laughs> I'm. I mean, not not to retread what some people might have already read, but I mean, like, I'm I'm kind of bored with where video games are at. Not with video games. Like, I love the medium. I was kind of bored where uh, with where things are at right now because I feel like I've grown up, but video games have not grown up, and they feel they think they've grown up because they have like you know like an an hour and a half worth of cutscenes crammed in the game, or there's boobs in the game, or there's a lot of violence. And they think that, that that's what grown up means, but I feel like, like mechanically, like the systems within games haven't evolved very much. You know, I mean, I, I'm I'm really interested in playing like a link between worlds, but fundamentally, what is the big difference between that and even the original Zelda? I mean, it's really not much, and I'm not I'm not like upset or angry about it. I I think it's fine that those games exist. I just wish that. Newer, more interesting games existed, like coexisted with these games that just do the same thing over and over again. So, like, I've gotten to the point where, like, I don't even know if I really want to collect all that much because most of these games just aren't preser- worth preserving anymore. I'm gonna, I'm gonna blink my eyes, and then a new iteration of the same exact thing is gonna be out in like six months anyway. What's the point?
2: Maybe there's a limit to what you can do with video games, Craig. Maybe they're not gonna change all that much.
1: I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true because there are like a couple of games that have like really surprised me like lately. Like I really enjoyed Gone Home and that was that was very narrative driven. That's usually not my thing. And it and it's sort of like a clumsy hand-fisted way to tell a story in video games, but it's I I felt it was a, a good step forward even if it's still clumsy. Like it's it's like let's make a little progress here, you know, we got to crawl before we can run. And I really I really admired it for that cuz it told a very relatable human story. Um And I really enjoyed Proteus. Have have either of you played Proteus yet?
2: Hell no.
0: No, I need to download that. I mean, no. It's. I mean, I think it was in a humble bundle. It's on Steam. It, yeah, it, I think I have it from the Humble Bundle, but I want to get it, like, on the Vita, since that just came it's out. It's more expensive
1: on the Vita. That's what blew my mind. I'm like, yeah, I'll play through this. Why the fuck is it more expensive here? What?
0: How much it's, is it on Vita?
1: Not that much more expensive. I think it's, like, $13 on Vita. Well, you have PS Plus, so it's, it was on sale last I checked. It was, like, so it was, like, dollar or 2 cheaper. But it, mm. even even on sale, I think it's more expensive than if you bought it on the computer.
0: Yeah, that's dumb.
1: Probably because it's a cross-buy.
0: But uh, that could be, yeah. Could but be that's not, favorite. I'm pretty sure it is. But
1: see, I love yeah. the idea of a cross buy, I just hate the fact that it's forced on you. Like, what if you only right. really own one system? Why am I, why is that, how is that at all valuable to me? Or if you really only play one system, like, I couldn't download Proteus like PS3 if I wanted because there's no fucking space for it. <laughs> so I would only play it on my Vita, but I'd have to pay for the fact that it's a cross buy and I wouldn't be able to take advantage of it anyway, so.
0: Yeah, it'd be nice if you could have like you know both versions be like ten dollars and pay an extra five and get both if right. if you want to. That
1: would be great. That would that would be totally awesome. But you know a little flexibility in there. But I mean, if you already own it on the computer, you might as well just play. It's not a very long game. Mm. But I mean, there's a lot to just sort of like dig into there. And then when it's over, you're, like I just sat back in my chair and I'm like, Jesus, what the hell was that? And it was just fantastic. It was a fantastic experience. Like there's no goals. There's, you know, there's no score, there's no multiplayer, there's nothing telling you what to do, Mm -hmm. but stuff happens, you know, and, um, you know, there is a progression, there is a definitive end, and, you know, Mm -hmm. so I don't think that video games are quite as limited as we think they are. I think it'll be difficult to do the come up with concepts like Proteus, like, I don't think it's, I don't, I'm sure it's not easy, but I mean, is anyone else just sick and tired of playing, like, the same, like, like chore murder fests with like that talk at you like for 20 minutes at a time like I don't understand
0: um this I is mainly like why I'm not buying either of the the next gen consoles right away because I feel like that's at least what they're highlighting I mean I'm, that's not to say that that's all there will be but um that's that's a lot of what they're showing and that that really just doesn't interest me as much yeah so I'm glad that there are indie devs doing stuff like Proteus and and Gone Home, and uh, I think Stanley Parable is similar to that. I've heard people talking about that. Yeah, lately.
1: this is this stuff um, is too far, too few and far in between, and, oh, it's, sort of, and it's sort yeah, of absolutely. like regulated to like the ghetto of video games. Like people actually have discussions with whether they're actually games or not. Yeah, and that's it's... so frustrating. That's they're totally games, and I would like to see more of them. I don't, I don't think they need to replace what's already there. Like, listen, if you want to play the same fucking Assassin's Creed every like every thirteen weeks, knock yourself fucking out. <laughs> I have nothing against that, but I'm just getting I'm I'm just getting tired of it. Like, someone on Twitter is like, you need to find a new hobby. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, I I love this hobby. Like, I love video games, but I would love to see some maturation of the design of the crafts of the art form, you know. <laughs> and it's weird because I still enjoy some of these games that are, like, the same thing. Like, I'm still looking forward to Zelda, you know. The weird thing is, like, I can enjoy a game but also be bored by it at the same time. I'm not I'm not sure if that makes a lot of sense. It probably doesn't. But I'll look forward to a game and I'm like, oh yeah, this is neat. But it's like, there's a certain like, feeling of, like, exhaustion in there because I know that I've done it so many
0: times before.
2: Yeah, no, nah, I, I get like that occasionally, but Usually you just find some games in there that's, that's different enough, and then you could keep going, keep
3: checking.
1: I, I think, though, the best you can hope for is, like, different enough, and even that, I'm just getting tired. No, 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 you understand what I'm saying? Like, most games, like, at their core, like, their their core systems really aren't that different from each other. Like, to yeah, me, it's, it's amazing that people argue over, like, whether Call of Duty, Battlefield, or Halo are better. And I'm like, dude, you, you, point, you point the cursor at things <laughs> and you make them die. They're really not that dissimilar from each other. And I get that there are nuances that are different, and I get that there might be preferences in those nuances, like I prefer Halo. But I mean, there's, to me, there's no pissing contest between the three of them, because the, fundamentally, they're really the same thing. It's, mm-hmm. it's minutia that makes them different. And I mean, that goes for almost everything that, that you can play. I mean, this is, this, is, this is the downfall of playing as many games as I've played. And I'm sure, Seth, you're pretty... I mean, if you haven't played as many as I have, you're pretty, probably pretty close and I just – I don't know how people can be in the same position as I am and still get really excited about games that they know they basically played before. Like, oh, yeah, I can't wait. I'm like, I can't.
2: <laughs> uh, a lot of times it's those people who like only play that one type of game anyway. So I guess that's really all now, they like in
1: video games. Well, I'm talking about like other writers because, I mean, you got to know that someone like Chris Kohler – is that – yeah, Chris Kohler
3: mm-hmm.
1: who has – um, I mean, he has a huge collection, and he's a journalist. Like you, you know, he's got to have played more games than even me. Mm-hmm. I mean, how does someone like him maintain the drive to keep doing this? Yeah, you know, I'm not a unique snowflake. I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I've played thousands of games. Of course, no one's ever played thousands of games. Like I know other people have. You know, it's not common, but it's not unheard of. So I just don't know how other people in my position maintain that sense of drive because you know, I can look forward to a game and I just get, I, and then within a couple hours, I'm just like, eh, I've done this before. Paychecks? Yeah, that might <laughs> help. That might help. <laughs> that might help. I, don't know, I don't mean to be so negative. Like I, Like I said, I do love games, and I think that there are some interesting things coming out, and for me, it's such a conflicting feeling, because I can like a game, but also be bored by it at the same time, and I don't know how to articulate how that's even possible, but... It is, and it and it's. it's I, I
2: know what you're saying it's like you feel like, hey, this is a really well made game, and this is kind of cool. But then at the same time, you're like, but I feel like I've done all this shit before, and you just kind of get, yeah, uh, exhausted with it.
1: Yes, exactly. There's like a, there's almost like a like a tiredness to it. Like I kind of want to take a nap while I'm playing it. Yeah, you know, and um, I mean that basically happens with probably at least nine out of ten games that I play.
2: That's a lot. That's a lot, Craig.
1: It is. It's, it, it is a lot. But I mean, like I said, so many games are just so fundamentally similar to their their predecessors, and it's really just minor differences. You know, it's baby steps, basically. And I'm just and I played so many games that I'm tired of games taking baby steps to catch up to me. You know, c- come on, can we you know give it a little jog here? And I like to play something a little more engaging. Like I want I want a video game to like like grab me. To, to feel like arresting and, and totally challenging, but like I said in the article, like not challenging in the sense that like, oh, this is difficult, but like to challenge like my thoughts or my emotions or whatever, like music or movies or TV shows or books can do. Video games just don't fucking do that. They want like epic set pieces and then they blow up and then you watch like thirty minutes of credits. And that's what so many of them are going
2: for. Uh, every video games is every video game is Transformers, Dark of the Moon.
1: That's, that's, you know what, that's, you, I don't know if you're saying that in jest or what, but a lot of games, that's basically what we can hope for.
0: That's a pretty apt description. So,
1: for me, it's very frustrating.
2: I get that. I've been there. I'm not there right now, though, so I'm good. No.
1: You come and go, like, someone said, like, oh, you should take a break, and I'm like, I don't, even if I took a break, like, I feel like we'd probably still be in a, I could, I would have to take a break for, like, five years and not play yeah, a single thing is fucking if you, game. if
0: you took a break, you'd come back and there'd still be Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed coming
1: out. I right. Think. That's the thing. If, like, if I took a break, there'd be some things. Like, there'd be some new, totally interesting things that I want to try. Um, I think that for things that, like, my comfort food kind of video games, I feel like um, my, my tolerance for them will, will go up a little bit. But then I'll play a few of them and my tolerance will go right back down. And then the vast majority of games, like you said, Chris, are just going to be the same old thing. Like, I don't think, depending on how long the break, this hypothetical break would be, I don't think there's going to be any drastic changes to the industry. Right. I would have to, like, if, I would have to rip Van Winkle this shit and wake up forty years later.
0: <laughs> I feel like if you were going to take a break, this would be a good time to do it. And, I mean, maybe a year or two into, you know, the next generation, we might get to see, you know, new things rather than, I mean, this, this generation's gone on quite a while. So hopefully we'll see some new things with the you know, the new hardware, but um with how, you know, popular games like Call of Duty and Assassin's Creed and everybody not wanting to necessarily do new things, maybe that's not the case. But it's not like you're gonna take a two year break anyway. So Yeah, I mean it's all, th- it's all moot.
1: <laughs> yeah, see that's the thing with taking a break because like even though I, I, you know, I'm complaining a little bit here. Like, I still do love games, and I still Mm -hmm. do want to play games. Like, that's why, like, also, like, taking a break is not practical for me, because taking a break from something that, like, look at me, I'm spending my Sunday afternoon recording a podcast about video games. Like, I'm not, I can't, it's so hardwired into my life that, like, I can't take a break from this stuff.
0: Yeah, you're talking about how you're bored with video games, and you have the two next-gen consoles pre-ordered. So, obviously, you're not super bored with it. I mean... Obviously, you are still into it. so
1: I am still into it, right. But that, I, I, that's the weird thing. I'm into it, but I'm also bored. I don't know. How, I don't, It's really hard to articulate my feelings. No, I,
0: I hear what you're saying. I mean, I I am. my hope is that the next-gen consoles will, you know, a, as developers get, get more used to it and everything, we'll start to see more new experiences. Obviously, at launch, that's not necessarily the case, and that's why I'm not picking it up yet. But I do have hope that, you know, within the next year or two or within the next few years, we'll start to see more new experiences whether or not that actually happens i don't know but i I am excited to see what the next gen consoles will do
3: Mm.
1: so on this on this subject is it fair to say that all three of us maybe to varying extents but all three of us are experiencing some level of fatigue
2: um no (laughs) no really i I, I have i have i get over it though it it comes
0: and goes in waves
2: yeah Hmm. i mean i've definitely been there before but i'm not i'm not there right now
0: i see I am to an extent. I mean, if you've been following me on Twitter, I mean, you'll see I haven't been playing a ton of games lately. I've been more reading comic books and and whatnot. That's not to say that I don't still love games. I mean, I still, you know, listen to a lot of podcasts about them and go on forums and stuff, but I haven't been playing as much because it just seems like there hasn't been as much to, to get me excited. You know, maybe if I play something like Proteus, I, I will feel that excitement. But, you know, you say, well, go out and play this game. It'll get you excited. That doesn't necessarily get me excited until, you know, I, I do experience it for myself. So right. um, maybe I, I will check out Proteus this week and, and see how that makes me feel. But um, I, I totally get where you're coming from, feeling, you know, some fatigue with the industry for sure.
1: What do you, what do you think, Chris, then? what do you, Like, what would you – I mean, even just in a vague sense, what would you need to see – uh for you to be excited again like what, what what would you look for in like a hypothetical game that would get you excited pizza uh. dog. but <laughs> did you say pizza dog fuck, fuck you <laughs> <Pizza> <laughs> dog. what is the story about this dog because we're having this conversation i'm like this is dog looks like pizza so i drew it i drew pizza dog I'm like, oh, he's got...
0: <laughs> i but... saw your pizza dog <laughs> that, that's a pretty pretty good drawing i like that
1: I saw, so what why is it just dog that eats pizza
0: there is no real story behind it. The, the dog was called Pizza Dog in in one issue of the series, um, the Hawkeye comic book series, and it just became it just it's like a meme thing that caught up on caught up online. Um, there's a there's a Twitter account for Pizza Dog. Um, there was there was an issue actually of the, of the series that focused on the dog, but there, there's really no no connection between the pizza. So
2: was the dog supposed to be like solving like, a was the dog supposed to be solving a crime and then he went and ate pizza instead?
1: Yeah, I mean, where did no, the, where did the pizza the time come time? from?
0: Yeah, where did the he pizza does eat come some from? pizza in the issue, but I mean, there's it's not that, you know, it's not that <laughs> as big a connection as you would think. All um, right. His real name is Lucky. His name is not Pizza Dog. He's generally not even referred to as Pizza Dog in most of the series. It's just a, an online thing mostly. So you're
1: saying my adaptation of Pizza Dog is superior to Marvel's?
0: Hmm. <laughs> sounds, mine my
1: it's true think, to the I name. Think It is
0: an excellent adaptation, but they both have their. Uh, they, I don't think both so.
1: This dog doesn't even eat pizza, so I don't know, or look like pizza for that matter. So I think that Marvel did a bad job. It is,
0: a, it is more creative, shall we say. It is definitely, if you're going to have. Goddamn good, right,
1: I'm more creative than Marvel. If
0: you're going to have the name Pizza Dog, it is absolutely more. It's <laughs> <truthful. laughs>
1: a pretty red dog. I'd have him for a pet. <laughs>
0: Uh as for as for what I would want to see to to get me more excited about gaming I don't know that's the thing I mean I I want to see developers do something that it excites me but I'm not a developer so I really Yeah I, I, it's it's hard to to pinpoint that because Here's I want to see something exciting that I haven't seen yet so it's hard for me to say That's
2: a very good point.
0: Exactly what I want, you know.
2: Here's what I think would be exciting. Like more set pieces,
0: uh more boobs.
2: I thought for a second if Seth was going to be serious, he would actually add something
1: to the conversation. But we have approximately, like, like seven days worth of audio content of Seth not adding anything to this show. And here he is again adding garbage.
2: I'm sorry. It's not not yet. It's building.
1: I got- <laughs> One of these episodes is going to say something so profound, and we're all going to be like, Seth.
2: Here's the thing. Hey, Steph. what
1: about the Transformers love-
2: Dark of the Moon comment? Come on. And I
3: love you have saying, a
1: long way to go before you get to any of my barrel analogies. That's all I going <laughs> to
0: say. Uh, I love uh, boobs. something but that deals it. with,
2: like, a specific emotion that um, people have and sort of expresses that through gameplay. Yeah,
1: that's good.
2: Maybe, like, because... Like, I feel like a lot of games are like, well, what are the themes of this game? And they're like, well, orange and, like...
1: Oh. <laughs> orange? <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, you're just looking around at what's on your desk, aren't you? No, I'm not. I <laughs> the <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh
1: Use Kleenex. That's a the theme of this game.
2: No, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... Uh, I'm going to sleep.
3: <laughs> I don't
1: think the show would be any worse off for it. <laughs> so, so here's here's what I think. Here's what I think. I think okay. that um, not the entire industry, right? Like, I totally respect that variety is a good thing, but I think that in general, um, a return to um, maybe eight bit like games would be a good idea. Uh, games uh, games that are like leaner, more to the point really only have, like, a couple systems and then exploits those systems rather than, like, having, like, eight million things trying to appease everyone in a single game and you don't do any one thing well. You know what I mean? And um, games that just try to uh, put up as few barriers between you and and actually playing. So, you know, perhaps fewer cutscenes. Try to tell a story more through the game rather than dictating a bunch of, you know, really shitty, like... Puppets at you talking. I don't know. I, I just, just you know, back to a, a little more simplicity. We've got we've we've charged ahead with all this complexity and really don't know what to do with it. So we have controllers that have like eight million buttons and we use them all. And there's a ton of cutscenes and we, we we really just don't know what to do with this complexity. So we just keep adding shit on top of it. And I think it, it ruins. I think it ruins like the core systems. I think it ruins the core themes. And I think we just scale it, reel it in a little bit and just kind of focus on, you know, making the best game we can with some, with very few ingredients, you know, kind of, kind of like, kind of like making dinner or something. You don't want to throw everything you have in a pot, like everything in your fucking kitchen. That's disgusting. You don't want to eat that. So why are we playing games that are made exactly like that? It doesn't make
2: any sense to me, you know? So, so you want to play super Mario 3d world. I do. (laughs)
1: <laughs> but that's probably going to have a lot of Nintendo bullshit in it too. Cause for as much as I love Nintendo, I'm sure there's a bunch of tutorials, there's talking, there's some stupid garbage I don't want
2: to deal with. I don't know how many tutorials you could have in a Mario game.
1: I don't know how many tutorials you could possibly have in a Zelda game, but man, they spent five hours doing that.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like there haven't been any Mario games with excessive tutorials.
1: That's probably true. So yes, I mean, I do want something like Mario. If we're talking about like more traditional game types, um, the problem with... Well, I shouldn't say the problem. The, the the thing with that is that, you know, i played so many Mario games. I, You know, I, I feel like I've, I've played the genre to death. But, yeah, if we're talking about more traditional game types, yeah, I'm, I'm speaking more like something like Mario 3D World. But I, like, I would also like to see something that's a little more... Uh, that does something new uh, with interactivity. Uh, something that can sort of, you know, capture my emotions, maybe invoke some nostalgia. I mean, it sounds like I'm asking a lot. I'm sure there might even be some people listening to this podcast despite listening to, you know, many episodes thinking, Craig, what are you talking Like, that's stupid. That's crazy. But, like, it's not crazy when, like, books can do that and movies can do that, TV shows, music can do that. Like, why is this the only medium where, like, I say, like, can I just have something that's a little emotionally engaging and everyone's like, ha, <laughs> let's not get carried away. Like, why is that? Why is that such a crazy thing to want? I don't know. So I don't think I'm asking for much personally, but that's where I'm at.
2: You feel like you're asking the wrong industry.
1: That's pro it's you know what? No, I'm asking the right industry. <laughs> Unfortunately, like no one wants to fucking listen. And it's and it's frustrating. We can have you can have your Assassin's Creed. I'm not trying to take candy away from the babies. I just I want I want some I want a solid meal too. I want some fucking steak with my fucking garbage fucking walgreens brand candy that's all i'm asking it's not, <laughs> I'm, not I'm not getting crazy here
2: At I, feel any like right. not, I feel like none of that is going to come from any big publishers because they have too much money tied up and everything to take risks with their blah blah blahs so you're gonna have to stick to
1: the funny thing is the funny thing is like who's in a position more than someone who has like billions of dollars to take a risk that's what I understand. You ain't got to make it big. Make a like. If I'm talking, if you're trying to execute what I'm talking about, a small, short game, a few hours. I mean, NES games. I mean, people understand NES games. You can for a bunch of those. You can knock out like 45 minutes. They're not very long. A short game. You know, maybe it's high concept. Only a couple like systems that you exploit and refine, and you the player can master. And then it's over, and and you know what? Maybe it's so good they want to play it again, because a lot of these games that I own, 10, 15, 20, 50 hours, I'm never going to replay that shit. Are you crazy? I'm never going to touch that game again, you know? The
2: uh, thing with that, though, is then the publishers will see it as a small project and a small return, and they're not interested in making... See, that, that that's what money.
1: that's yeah. See that that's what's sad. It just feels like there, there's just so little investment involved. I mean, really, what you need there more than anything, more than capital. I mean, you obviously need capital, right? But you need talent, and that, that's it. That, I mean, I'm, I'm oversimplifying, of course, but you get some talent in there, give them a little bit of money and some space to make their game, and they'll you know people will surprise you. But if you're just Ubisoft and you just want to make Assassin's Creed or you're Activision you want to crank out more Skylanders, you can do that, but I don't know. I think I think you're eating yourself alive. I think you're you know you're you're forsaken. Uh, the future of your company, this medium, it's gonna people are gonna wear out eventually.
2: That's what I think anyway. Call of Duty Eight. I think
1: we're well past eight. I think that we? came out like two years ago. Yeah.
2: Oh, Call of Duty Ten. Actually, I think we are on ten because it's like the tenth anniversary and ten games and ten year olds played the games. So- <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I, I
1: rescind what I said about you not adding anything. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, with that all said, that was a good conversation. That was a good impromptu um, conversation. Uh, let's do stuff from the mailbag, which is listener feedback. If you want to get veil- involved with the mailbag, go to tmails.net There's a big bear at the top it says mailbag. And uh, you don't really need to create an account. No one's going to see your email address. There's no worries about any of this. Just drop by, drop us a question. Talk about some games you've been playing, some thoughts you might have. We'll read it on the show. Um, first up, we have Confused Batman, and uh, we were having a discussion with him about him moderating the forums, and he says that he actually already ran a forum using the uh, the uh, SMF that uh, that we use. So, you know what? You know what? Uh, once I got my lazy ass I'll make you uh, uh, an administrator, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. So, if you burn it to the ground. I don't know
0: (laughs) how much worse off than it is right now
1: right
0: here's what it it involves burned down to the ground I don't know I haven't been there
1: if he already knows how it works this is all you do you're gonna get like about 1300 fake spam accounts a day and then you have to reject them all and if you can go through an IP block them all because they're all garbage and they're gonna try again and then every so often, maybe every like two weeks or so, some real person is going to come through, and you're going to try and gauge by their email address and by their by their you know desired username whether they're a real live human being. And you can't really tell because some of these people have like what look like crappy spam <laughs> accounts. <laughs> and then and then you want and then if you're unsure, you reject them and then send email because then they can send me an email back saying like why was I rejected, and I can say sorry. So. It's about, uh, it's about using your best judgment. So if you, have, if you have judgment, yeah, I'm sure it'll work. He goes on to say, regardless, last week I danced with the devil and played uh, Team Fortress 2 and has stolen my soul again. The thing I like about it uh, about it is that it's fun, while it doesn't require that much attention to play. Uh, <laughs> so I can do all kinds of things. So I can mm-hmm. listen to videos or, hey, even this podcast while playing it. I just find it fun to sit down and play at extra points because it works natively under OS 10. That it does.
0: Yes, it does. I I have played Team Fortress 2, I mean not extensively, but every time I go into Steam and play it, I end up playing for a couple hours. It's it's super fun. Um it is it is great that it works on OS ten because not most game most games do not, so
1: I have it downloaded on my computer because it's free. I mean why not, right? Yeah. But I've never played it on my computer. I mean I played it quite a bit on the three sixty when it released with the orange box,
0: but I really haven't played mm-hmm. it since yeah I don't play it often, but when I do, I end up sitting there for for a good couple of hours and playing it so <laughs> uh for somebody who doesn't like first person shooters as I generally don't i mean that's that's probably high praise for i don't know anybody who tends to agree with my opinions, which <laughs> <laughs> common, but whatever uh if you're listening to this podcast, you have to hear my opinion, so deal with it. I, yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, David says, Hey gang, quick story and question for the last year or so. I've been playing my 3ds and Vita almost exclusively because I prefer handhelds more and more and more games have got my interest on those systems. It's gotten to the point where I even imported Japanese 3ds. So I wouldn't miss, uh, ga- I wouldn't miss games that w- won't be localized anytime soon. My question is, do I need, uh, to go next gen? Uh, I have increasingly been losing interest in console gaming, and I feel it'd be a bad investment when I could spend the four to five hundred uh, getting more games for, systems for the systems I already have. Thanks, guys. Well, it sounds like you already went next gen. You have the 3DS. You're you're already there. Um, honestly, like then don't. If you if you like what you have and you're having a great time playing it, and you'd rather spend the money on games, like then don't. I mean that's that's sort of part of the problem that I'm having right now. So. Um, because I, I love my 3DS, and I, and I like my Vita. You know, we're not, I don't like, like my Vita. <laughs> but, no, I like my Vita. So, yeah, no, I completely get where you're coming from, and, I, and
0: that's where you're at. That's where you're at.
2: I think there's uh, plenty of games to play on the handhelds where you could ignore the consoles.
0: Yep. Yeah. And the thing is, I mean, if you don't go next-gen now, and something comes out, and you say, oh, I don't want to miss out on that, you can always buy one later. I mean, <laughs> it's yeah, it's great. not like
1: you go, like, buy them day one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's not like if you don't buy a day one, oh, man, I miss out on all those games for <laughs> five years. You know, you could always get one later, or get one once they're cheaper or something like that. Hmm. But if he's already questioning it, I'd say it's probably not worth it to get one now.
1: Johnny, 2900 says, uh, by now, many of us who listen to your show know that none of you guys are fans of sports. Who, I am. Well, who, who, who told? I'm trying to <laughs> assimilate with male culture here on planet Earth. And I, I love sports.
0: I am a true stump neck.
1: The nine Mets are my favorite squadron.
3: <laughs> uh, uh, guys.
1: Is there something you guys like besides video games that people tend to think of something they cannot get into? I know for me I like to collect coins and I have accomplished collecting all 50 state quarters years ago. And I try to collect foreign money as a way of learning about different countries. Uh, keep up the great work, guys. Um, I don't, I think video games is probably the biggest, like, nerd thing that I do. And the funny thing is, like, everyone plays games. Like, my grandparents play games. And the sort of games that they play obviously aren't the same games that I play, but...
2: They play slot machines, correct? They, they play, <laughs> yeah. Yeah,
1: no, my grandmother plays, like, poker games on her Android phone. My grandfather sometimes plays games on the computer. Um, so, you know, so many people play games. I guess it's just the, the, uh like, amount of games that I play. Which is, I mean, it's still, there's still a stigma attached to it. Because if someone's, like, a movie buff and they know all about movies, like, we don't think of them as the same way as someone who knows all about video games. So, there's still a stigma attached. That's probably the most, like, you know, nerdy, off-putting, or something people, other people can't get into that I I do. Everything else is fairly normal, I think.
2: I'm sorry, but how is collecting foreign money going to teach you about different countries? I don't know. you get to, like ascertain from this money. Oh, there's a beaver on this Canadian coin. There must be beavers in Canada. <laughs> well, <I> mean, but <laughs> like, I,
1: but I mean but I mean if he's getting the coins and learning about the coins along with it, like when I started learning the Japanese language, like I started learning about Japanese culture. I mean that's a little bit different because cu- language is different from coins. But I mean, like as I was learning the language, I only went in to learn the language. I didn't go into like fucking go to Japan like four times or whatever. Like that wasn't part of the deal. So. um you know, for me, like, learning about the language became learning about the culture. So maybe, like, the coins for him are just a stepping stone.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, you look at the coins and, you, you you know, you say, oh, this coin came out in 1850. Why did, the, you know, what ha- what was happening in that time? Or, I don't know. I'm just babbling on That
2: sounds like a stretch. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you have some 1850 coins, it's probably worth something.
0: I know, that's pretty badass. Good for you, Johnny.
2: not <laughs> have any of these. What is it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should just that's be getting orange
0: instead
2: Alright Anybody
1: uh, else, you guys have anything weird?
0: Well, I'm into comic books And that's probably the biggest thing for me I mean, other than video games That people think they can't get into I mean, a lot of people look at comic books And think, you know, just superhero stuff You know, you look at all the, the comic book movies That are out, and I can see why You know, you might think they're all the same or something But there's a lot of, you know, creator-owned stuff Like, Craig, you're into Saga you know, there's a, a lot of stuff out there like that that's, you know, maybe not published by the, the big publishers That that's going to be more unique, more character-focused, more, you know, emotional, not not just, you know, dumb, skin-tight action superheroes, so. Mm, um, I love the superhero stuff, too, don't get me wrong, but um, there's, there's definitely a lot more to it than that that I don't think people see.
1: Gotcha. I mean, I know Seth goes to, like, department stores and rubs his face on women's underwear. Mm-hmm. And so it's so like oh I must be touching this like woman he'll buy this
2: crotch eventually right exactly that's
1: <laughs> and that's pretty weird I think Seth is the weirdest person on this podcast yeah
2: but I mean I f- yeah that's not something everybody could get into so that's my answer fuck you Craig <laughs> 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 done going along with that
1: <laughs> what, what what do you do you have other than going to the zoo and watching turtles Hump, do you have any strange They're things? tortoises, by the
3: way. <laughs> that's
2: <laughs> my <laughs> mistake. I not yeah, turtle. F- that's, that's disgusting. The amphibian council would like to have
1: a word with you, Craig.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. No, nothing. I do nothing. I do just,
1: <laughs> sleep fourteen hours a day.
2: Just sad. It's just, <laughs> I guess I like to cry a lot. Is that is that a thing? <laughs> I'm so I don't mad.
1: know. Am I supposed to be laughing at this because are be we serious again or not? Because I don't know where we're at anymore. You could
2: you could do whatever you want to do. The Zoloft isn't working. Uh Um God, I'm trying to think. If I like Nah. No. Maybe. No. Moving on. Nathan says,
1: hey, guys, thanks for the three-hour podcast last week. Made my flight home from Las Vegas way more bearable. Glad we could help in your cramped conditions.
2: I'm not. Screw you, Nate.
1: (laughs) I bet he didn't even have a TV in the back of his front seat. (laughs) I can't really think of a good question this week, but I wanted to comment on the article Craig wrote about being bored with the current state of gaming. I felt the same way since the start of the previous generation, too, and I used to really hate it. I just feel so detached from most trending conversations now, but having smaller communities of like-minded people helped remind me that I'm not alone in this mindset. I just wanted to remind people that while they may feel disconnected from the popular topics, there's still much to be interested in. You just have to look a little harder. Uh, in, that, that was part of like uh, the article. I mean, a brief part where I said I, I do feel disconnected from where the industry tends to be leaning towards. Um, I had used like the conversation about like, the, the resolution differences in Call of Duty on the PS4 and Xbox, so I'm like, who fucking cares? Like, I really didn't even care, and I just feel like when you have all these people on Twitter, on Gaff, on even like the mainstream sites talking about this like so much, and I just I cannot work up any ounce of like concern about this. I just feel like I'm in the wrong place. But I mean, that's not that's not like the broader problem that I have. It's just one small problem within. the the overall context of being bored uh he goes on to say anyways i know this was kind of long-winded uh not any more long-winded than this comment we got we got some long stuff in here dude so don't don't feel too bad uh but thanks for being an outlet for my ramblings and as always keep up the awesome we will do our best clock blocker says mr tv mr lust and seth that's me that is you no kidding uh, I'm sort of sick of how most games on the Xbox 360 lack local co-op. Out of the most recent generation of consoles, which one do you think will have the best support for couch co-op? I assume it will become the Wii U due to the amount of multiplayer games that appeared on the Wii. I think that's a safe bet. But I, I also half wonder if the PS4 will also be, like, maybe second place or whatever with the sort of open arms that Sony has with, like, indie games. I wonder if, lot like, the indie developers will, solo, will, like, sort of, I don't know, accept local co-op will do more with that.
2: There, I can't even think of that many, like, local co-op indie games.
1: No, that's true. But but also because a lot of them are also on PC.
2: Uh, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, don't know. I, I mean, I, I definitely think that Wii the Wii U is going to be the go-to system. Yes. It, I, don't, yeah. I don't know beyond that.
1: Yeah, but it might be worth keeping an eye on the PS4. <laughs> Longfellow underscore co says, uh, "What are your thoughts on the theory that Link is dead throughout Majora's Mask? The five different locations representing the five stages of grief, grief, and so on." Um, yeah, I think I like watched a video or read about, so I don't know. Um, I guess it's interesting. You know, it's you know, it's definitely some effort point to that. I think it's I think it's hogwash, but. Whatever.
2: If Link was dead, then now he'd be like a dead person putting on other dead people's faces with those masks. Well, they use they,
1: they use sort of like they say like oh, when you play what is that? Um, what is the song uh, that you play to make like statues?
2: Um, something hollow song. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I think Hollow's in it. I think you're right. Well, I mean, I guess like one of the points was like, well, when you do that, the only statues you can make are statues of dead people. And Link, so that must mean Link is dead. And, and I'm like, well... Or the fact that Link transformed into those people. Like, I don't... Or like they say, like, oh, at the beginning of the game, he falls down a long hole. He must have died at the bottom of that. I'm like... Or he <laughs> went to another dimension. Or it's like like <laughs> Land of the Lost or something. I don't, It was
2: like straight up Alice in Wonderland. Right, right, right.
1: Yeah, the video I watched... It was a video. The video I watched actually likened it to Alice in Wonderland. I'm like, well, she fell down a hole and she didn't die. So I don't know how you can... Simultaneously liken it to Alice in Wonderland, but then also say, "Well, he must have died when Alice didn't die,
0: or did she?"
2: Well, well, that was a dream. Alice in Wonderland was a dream, but like Alice threw the windshield glass. I
1: mean, <laughs> <laughs> <What> the <fuck? laughs> God dang! They just had like Model Ts when Alice was around. I think she just flipped right over the fucking thing. <laughs>
2: uh, no, <nah>, she's dead. <laughs> no, but Disney version, yeah, it was a dream.
1: Oh okay. Was that the implication in through the looking glass that she was dead? I don't know, man. I never. I don't read books. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, that's way too much effort. Are you crazy? <laughs> um, no. I mean, it's interesting that they took all like these pieces and they're like, see so dead. see so he's dead. Look at this. He must be dead. And I'm like, I, I just feel like you're, each point is stretching it. Like that's that's the thing. And and. Majora's Mask is a great game, and that's, if that's what you get out of it, that's what you get out of it. I don't. I think that's, like, really... Like I said, I think it's stretching it, number one. I think you really, really have to stretch, like, the facts to get there. But I think, secondly, I think it misses the point of the Jurors Mask. It's a grim game, but, like the grimness has a point and the point isn't more grimness, you know? So, uh,
2: you're already, like I said, you're already wearing the faces of a bunch of dead people already. I don't think you need to go even further. With right. Link being dead as well.
1: Yeah. I don't think so either. Um, Michael says, Hey, pick cross guy and others. Hey, I think that's me. I think that one's you. Um, has there ever been a game that you felt uncomfortable buying? Like, you just felt really awkward bringing it up to the cashier to pay for. Style savvy, in parentheses. Um, I don't know how I bought style savvy. I don't know if that was Amazon, or I went to the store and bought it. I can't remember. Um, but either way, I can't remember. I don't think I've ever felt embarrassed. I'm just like, whatever, it's buying a game.
2: I have. Yeah? What'd you buy? Uh, what was it? Uh, Dead or Alive, Extreme, beach beach volleyball two or whatever on xbox 360 did you buy that like was...
1: brand new did you like was that like yeah you...
2: well it was like it was on it was really cheap at fries it was like 10 bucks or something so i was like oh sweet it's only 10 bucks i could buy a game for 10 bucks and then like i brought it up there and then i like also got a female cashier and then i was just like oh gosh she just thinks i'm awful and she's probably right <laughs> she's probably <laughs> like... so yeah that one was that one's bad
1: yeah, I guess I can understand that. I yeah. I I, just, I don't know if it would bother me. I just don't even know if they would think that much about it.
2: There's just boobs all over that cover, Craig. There's <laughs>
0: just boobs all over that cover.
1: I'm, like I said, I, just, I don't think I would care. I don't, yeah. think, I don't it really bothers me.
0: Yeah, I don't think there are any that I've bought that have bothered me, but I've seen, like, you know, occasionally be in a store and I'll see something like that and be like, I don't know if I want to bring that up to the cashier. But I, I don't feel, really think it would really bother me if I ever did, but just never really been in that situation where I was bothered by it.
1: Right on. D says, is it okay if I make a game about the podcast? Helsinki Rocks gave me the idea, and I have a pretty good concept of the game, but I won't start without checking with you guys first. Two, two rules, two rules. Um, you have to make Seth really, really stupid. <laughs> Like he just has, like he just has to be like a mess of greasy hair and glasses, and he doesn't know can, anything.
2: Can, and, catch, <laughs> can my catchphrase? Can my catchphrase be "eh, so sleepy"? <laughs> please, actually, please do.
1: I insist on it. <laughs>
2: and
1: two, I have to be able to play it on a platform that I own. So if it's only gonna be on Windows, like you can't make the game. Sorry, it's not. It's
2: not okay. uh, no, you can. It's fine. D. Go, go. Craig doesn't know
0: always talk about. Oh, oh
1: well, we have a third key to turn here, so it's on Chris.
0: <laughs> I don't know because I don't. I really don't know what I'm going to be like in this game. I mean, I would expect Doug, but that's a, an existing <laughs> character, so copyright infringement. Uh, w- tell me what I'm going to be like, D, and then I'll make the decision.
1: But it has to be on Mac. That's the thing. That's yeah, cool. I, yeah, like, I want to be able no. to play it.
0: So absolutely. Oh gonna... see that I two to doubt... one. You fucking. I boost.
2: doubt she's going to be developing games on Mac because who gives a fuck about Mac? It's just like the fucking Alamo. You've lost. Uh,
0: okay. <laughs> She can get somebody else to port it; it'll be fine.
1: If they use like Game Maker or something. I don't think I'll be. A just,
2: just send it to me; D. I'll play it. No. Yeah, you don't that. It. It's fine.
1: I'm not I'm not comfortable with this. Those are the rules. Those
2: are the rules. We'll just call it TV? I and don't sass. know what her idea is. Call it TV and sass, and Craig will have no ownership claim over it. <laughs> <laughs> Seth is a huge butthole. Yeah. Esnel Pla. I, I'm, I'm out of here. Like, I don't even know. This whole thing coming up scares me. <laughs> Hi,
1: guys. Yeah, no, I'm terrified of actually reading this. Hi, guys. This question is directed to Craig, whose work oh, I'm much more familiar with through with the YouTube channel. In the, last, in the last couple of years, two things have happened to me related to games, though I would like to think you could not have one without the other. And these things were put into motion in part thanks to the TVLS YouTube channel and the essays contained therein and on this website. The first is I've begun to collect games. I have a sizable library for both the Wii and DS and now have a modest little retro collection going. Beyond my childhood, this is the most fun I've ever had with games. Well, good. I'm glad Glad. I We could do that for you. Just be careful. Don't play too many games because then you'll be a fucking grouch like me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The second thing that has happened to me is how much more I've been considering my relationship to games and games themselves. So this goes beyond scholarly discussion of the medium itself. Rather, I'm talking about how games are experienced by the individual, namely myself. Uh, Hearing you talk about your upbringing and the games surrounding it brought out many of the same realizations about my own upbringing. I remember a time when I found out my father had a very bad heart disease and to stop me from crying, my mother bought me a Neo Geo pocket color. It was the only thing she was capable of doing. It strikes me in such a way that I can't quite articulate right now. I just know it hurts. It hurts because it hurts and it hurts because I have no idea what became of that Neo Geo Pocket Killer or any of the other things that were given to me in similar circumstances. It hurts now because whatever happened back then has made game collecting a hobby with severe highs and severe lows. Again, at this juncture, it's hard to articulate. And I'm right there with you, actually. Um, I suppose my question to you, Craig, is how has your upbringing... uh, How has your upbringing has affected the relationship between you and your hobby? I know it affects me greatly, and I'm often in need of human catharsis uh, of a human catharsis target, no one close to me can really be. I'm considering reaching out more to the collecting game community at large, so this might be my first step. Thanks. I'm sorry if this isn't a suitable venue for such a thing, but it seemed like a good idea at the time. It was a good idea. I'm, I'm actually really glad that he he or she, because I don't know what an Esnel Pla is, um, I'm going to go with he, because his Twitter avatar is like the Frito Bandito or something. So, um... <laughs> No, I'm really glad that he, he posted this um, because I think it's very valuable to talk about these things. Um, we, we sometimes talk about, I know that all three of us have, and obviously me to a greater extent with my YouTube channel, but all three of us have talked about, you know, the like memories attached to games, like how, you know, we have memories that aren't necessarily game related, but there's like somehow a game is wedged in there and the memory and the game are not easily separated. And I mean, that's quite common, especially things like music. I think music's probably the most popular medium to have attached to memories, but probably also like like movies and books as well. And, um, and I think it's worthwhile to talk about games more in this light, that they can be this thing. Um, you know, whether it's the story about this Neo Geo pocket color or the story about how my parents pawned my Dreamcast or whatever, like how these things, you know, how games can be tied to these uh, moments in our life that, are, are, are really you know significant, um, and for me like collecting has is a hobby with severe highs and lows. Um, you know my most recent video I did a, it showed my Nintendo sixty four games I showed my Nintendo 64 collection but at the end I talked about like how the system is very important to me. It was totally the right system at the right time. You know, I I have people all the time tell me like, oh I couldn't get in the N sixty four. And I'm like, that's 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 totally fair, but you know, I had two siblings and our life was garbage. Like the only thing we had sometimes was just to like sit down and you know, not even on a couch, right? We just sat on the floor. That's all we had. We sat on the floor and play Mario Kart or Wave Race or something. I mean that's that's that, that is like all we had. Our life would have been completely miserable without Ben Nintendo sixty four. And um, so sometimes, like thinking about that, like as much as I love these games, like the, those are really painful memories for me. Um, you know, it doesn't help that you know, like, like Seth. I mean, I, I have, I, I do have depression. I think that's, you know, I, I hate the fact that I dance around that subject, but I do have depression. I have anxiety problems, and when you factor that in with a shitty childhood and memories that are fucked up, you know, and, and attached to material possessions, like it just. As he says, it leaves you in a place that's really hard to articulate, especially to other people that don't know where you're coming from. I know where he's coming from. He doesn't need to articulate it to me, but I can't, I can't articulate it any better. So I'm glad he shared this story. I hope other people share more stories like this and we can read them on the podcast. In fact, I invite other people to do that.
2: I don't know how to segue that. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what you, I don't know what to say. Like, um. I'll always associate uh, the Sega Genesis game Tasmania with me moving cities and moving in with my mom and her new husband, uh, my stepdad. (laughs) You're not my dad!
1: I'm playing Tasmania! (laughs) (laughs) Well,
2: uh, all his daughters had moved out of his house, and they were with their mom someplace. And that one game was left behind from them at the house, and I found that game there, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just... Play this, I guess. So pretty much, when I first moved there, all I did was play a bunch of Tasmania on Genesis, and wondering like whose game that even was, like what his daughters were like, and who used to live in that house before me. That's it's exactly like what that. we're talking
1: about. I mean, that's exactly the sort of thing that we're getting at.
2: Yeah, it no, may no. it may
1: not be as weighty as heart disease, or you know,
2: <laughs>
1: any any period <laughs> in my childhood. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, no, but that's that's uh, so I'm always going to associate uh, Tasmania w- with that. Whole period of my life when I when I moved.
1: No, that's a, that's a prime example. You have anything you'd like to add, Chris?
0: Uh, I can't think of any that I specifically associate with bad memories, but I know you know my sister passed away a couple of years ago, and you know every time her you know birthday or time when when she passed comes around, I try to play some of the games that I know she liked. You know, I know she she loved Donkey Kong Country Two, and we used to play like Yoshi's Island together. You know, some of that Super Nintendo stuff. Um and Mario Kart 64, stuff like that. I try to play that stuff, you know, to try to remember, you know, the good times. Right. So,
1: so I mean, yeah, um, not quite the same thing, but certainly very, I mean, that's... that's Yeah, absolutely, you know, right it's absolutely, that framework. You know yeah. the,
0: the games are, are intertwined with my memories, for sure. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's a, a similar thing, you know, some 3DS games I was playing around the time of my wedding, which is, you know, great to remember. And then, you know, my wife's father passed away shortly after that, so it's also a little bittersweet to think about that, so... You know, it's, it. I think it absolutely happens to all of us. You know, the games are, are absolutely con- connected to the context of when we originally played them or the context in which we got them in the case of, you know, the Neo Geo pocket color that he describes. So I think it can go both ways. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, reading that, man, I can almost feel what he's like feeling like just have, I don't know. I, I can't, again, I can't articulate. I, to- I totally get where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because, I mean, I've totally been there. And that sucks, like, a, I, oh man, I wish I could better explain what he's saying, but I can't know better than he can. It's just having, you know, this Neo Geo Pocket Color just t- tied to that, to that member I,
0: Right.
1: Man. Sorry, man, I hope your dad's okay. Like, I don't, I don't know where that, yeah. where that went, but, and it does suck, because like most of, like he says, he doesn't know where that you Neo know, Geo Pocket Color is, and not, most of my collection is adult-owned. You know, I've sort of cobbled together, like reconstructed, like all the games I played as, as a kid. But the vast majority of them, save for maybe like three or something, three or four, are not the games I played as a kid. They're all gone. Mm-hmm. So I can also I can also relate to that. Um, Clockblocker says, "What do you guys think of the Touch Generations games?" I don't have oh. any str- I don't have any strong feelings one way or another on them.
2: I feel like they're just whatever games Nintendo felt like branding as such.
0: Right, yeah. They later reprinted, yeah. like, Hotel Dusk as a yeah. t- touch... Like, that's, <laughs> I, I love those. Hotel Dusk, but I don't know if I'd, you know, bunch it in with those games. But I mean,
2: Nintendo like got, felt the right need, too, so... I think, like, Rhythm Heaven, um, Planet Puzzle League, Tetris DS, those are all touch generations games. But then so are, like, stuff like Nintendogs and We're Personal that? Training Walker. yeah. I'm looking at a list, so I hope so.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I only remember a couple like off the top of my head. I mean, Hotel Dusk, my Hotel Dusk is not branded Touch Generations. I know, um, I think Magnetica was a Touch Generations game.
3: Mm-hmm. A few. Uh,
1: yeah, I think they were just, I think they're just the idea that these were accessible games. is, is really just, and that's cool. You can you make all the accessible games that you want. You can call them whatever you want. I don't really have any strong feelings on The brand, though, as a whole.
2: Yeah, I don't feel like it's a very um, focused brand, I guess.
1: Yeah, other than being accessible,
2: which is. Yeah, which, but huge variety within that.
3: Mm -hmm. Uh,
1: Confused Batman says, hey, Craig and Chris, too, I guess, and totally knows Seth, but that's probably because he's asking about uh, iOS 7 and uh, how we like it. And I like iOS 7. Well enough. There's a few things I don't like, but I like it.
2: Right. Uh, that oh, that opening reminds me of the end of Super Mario World, where it's like Mario, Yoshi, and all his friends go back to. Like the only other person there is Luigi, <laughs> the only other person there is Luigi and they say, "And all his friends."
1: <laughs> I mean, he's just picking up the picking up the rear there, like whatever.
0: Uh uh i like i like ios 7 um you know i think aesthetically it's i mean obviously it looks a lot different but i don't think that really changes the functionality i do like some of the stuff like the the command center or whatever it's called um yeah. and some other little things like that i like some of the little tweaks but that's you know the aesthetic really i could take it or leave it
1: i get frustrated because i can't summon the command center or whatever it's called like 100 percent of the time it's yeah like you kind of flick up from the bottom and sometimes it's like nah
0: yeah, I, I get annoyed like when I try to do it on the home screen, I don't know if I'm gonna get that or if I'm gonna get the camera.
1: Yeah. Sometimes sounds, I'll yeah. try to
0: get one and end up getting the other. Exactly. Um, but I do like having that some of that stuff easily accessible like, and having a flashlight right from right from there. Um I can get to you know, I can set an alarm without having to unlock my phone even. So some of that stuff is cool. I think um, the calendar's fucking ugly. I don't even use the calendar.
1: Well, sometimes I'm looking at it like, oh, what day is that? And you look at it, and there's, like, no guidelines. Like, it's just a bunch of, like, free-floating numbers. And you're like, oh, I guess that's... Oh, yeah,
0: you're right.
1: That, that's, a, that's a Wednesday? And, that,
0: okay. That never occurred to me. But, yeah, I guess you're right.
1: And um, I don't like that, like... I set an alarm. I use the, the... Well, timer. I use timer function a lot for my laundry. My laundry, I don't have a washer or dryer in my apartment. It's down the hall. And so I set Timers. And you have to like spin these fucking wheels to like say like why can't I just punch in four zero start for like forty minutes like why do I have to spin a fucking wheel to get that? This a, this
0: yeah, you on. have to do that with the alarms too. Actually, you have to swipe through the and scroll through like a I don't know like anything
1: this. to do with time has that like if you want to manually like reset the time you have to like why do you have to why can't I just punch it in? I don't understand.
0: Yeah, I have most of my alarms saved, so I don't have to do it that often. But you're right, that is just really stupid. Why can't you just use a a number pad?
1: I think it would be, like, way quicker. But, yeah, no, I don't like that either. And there was a recent update where when iOS 7 came out, there was an animation, a zooming animation, like zoom in, zoom out into the icons. And people, I guess some folks were getting some motion sickness from it. But I liked it. And now the default is it just fades in and out of an app. And without that animation, it just feels really weird, I
3: think. Yeah.
0: And that, um, that's attached to the, uh, what the hell is that called? Inaccessibility. Yeah, that motion. Reduce, reduce motion.
1: Now, see, the problem with that is, like, I don't like the parallax. Right. But I like the zooming.
0: Yeah, I hear you. Why
1: can't I have one or the other?
0: Yeah, I have it all turned off, but I like the zooming, too.
1: So, yeah. The, the parallax, for those of you that don't have iOS 7, like, it's this weird thing where, like, if you tilt the phone, like, the, you know, the, the gyro in it like, detects when the phone's being moved around. So if you're looking at the home screen with your icons and you, you tilt the phone, the background looks like it's moving. It looks like the back... Like, the icons are floating on top of your wallpaper and there's this, this subtle motion to it and I don't... I think it's distracting. I don't like it.
0: Yeah. I never minded that, but I heard turning that on uh, makes your battery life better, so I just I just automatically turned that off.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good point. But now, with the new update... Um, the zooming is attached to that, so you, you it's either all on or all off, and I, I don't
0: like right. that. Right.
1: But for the most part, I think it's I think it's a I think it's a good upgrade. I like it. Yeah, I agree. Um, he also asks, uh, "What do you think of Mavericks uh, as a video editor?" I w- uh, it was kind of love hate because it it made better support for dual screens, but it broke After Effects CS6, and I had to install a patch to get it to work. So not so fun. Um, well, patch doesn't seem so bad. It seems pretty. I don't know the extent it was broken, but I haven't upgraded the Mavericks, so I can't say. Did you upgrade to Mavericks?
0: I did, because it's free. I figured why not.
1: I figured I'd wait until shit like that was hammered. I mean I'm on I'm on <laughs> I'm on ten point eight, whatever the fuck that whatever fucking cat that is, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I had I had ten point six on my laptop and ten point seven on my uh, iMac, so I upgraded both of them to Mavericks, and I like it. I mean, I have messages now, I have notifications now. Most of that stuff was in ten point eight, so I mean, most people that's not even a big deal.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's. Gonna um, be, I don't think it's a big upgrade for me. So I'm just whatever.
0: Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. most of the stuff. I mean, like they added maps and iBooks and stuff, and I don't give a shit about that. Um. So overall, I mean, it hasn't really affected me other than you know I have messages now, so that's nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know the dual monitor support stuff is supposed to be nice, um, so I'm hoping I can upgrade my work computer soon because uh, the computer I use at work has dual monitors. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'd like to check that out, but uh, our internet is so slow that I don't want to download it and take all day and slow everybody else down too, so I haven't been able to do that yet. But overall, I mean, it doesn't seem like a huge upgrade to me.
1: I nah, mean, but it's
0: free, so I'm not going to complain.
1: No, that's true. I mean, that's a thing. Like, but I, I'll just figure I, I'll wait until they hammer out all the problems there. Yeah, that's fair. Um, he also asks, well, what do you think of YouTube's new comment system? I think the system itself is nice, but YouTube, as of late, has been has been becoming Google Video, as it seems, which I really don't like. And when there's another video hosting site, uh, when there, and when there's another video hosting site, it probably won't be as good as YouTube was in 2010, seeing as how designs where you can customize everything to all hell really isn't favored anymore. Um, I, I like, the, I like the new comedy system. Like, the new functionality of this merge with Google Plus is given to YouTube for the most part, I like. I just don't like the merge with Google Plus because Google, Google Plus is fucking confusing. I don't know how any of that shit works. And there's so many crazy fucking, like, I mean, if I accidentally get logged out of YouTube, it's like, do you want to log in as TV do you want to log in as... You know, Craig Wipinski, the fuck's the difference? Why is, why even is there a difference? Like I merged my YouTube account with my Gmail account. So why, why is there now suddenly two different accounts? And then the settings are, I don't even know where, like if I want an icon, like an avatar on my YouTube, I need to go and upload that. It pulls the avatar from my Google plus page. Like, why does it do that? So everything's just really confusing and spread out all over the place um, I don't like the new notification system because it's like if someone comments on a video, it's handled through Google Plus, so I have to check that. So it's it's not really the functionality. I actually like the commenting system itself. It's just like this bizarre Frankenstein of YouTube and Google Plus. But nobody likes Google Plus. Nobody's fucking using it. It's not going to happen.
0: <laughs> I signed up for Google Plus like two years ago, and I don't use it. So
1: I signed up for it. I use. I checked it out. I fiddled with it for like a month, and then I just deleted it. I'm like, get rid of it. I'm not doing it. Like, I don't need this. It's stupid. I don't like it. I think that this is, like, this, uh, one thing that it does is, like, everything, um, all, all, everything that you did with the previous comment system, like the, you know, the YouTube's native comment system, no longer applies. So, like, you can't reply to old comments. You can't thumb them up or thumb them down. Mm. Anyone that you blocked because they're an asshole is now unblocked.
0: That's really stupid. Which
1: is the worst part because I don't... I'm not trigger happy with the block, but if someone's a pain in my ass, I will block them. I have, I, there's no reason why I should, you know, spend hours making a video and have to put up with an asshole. Sorry, you're blocked. And that's, it's just better for both of us that way. And now these people are unblocked. Cool. Great. I feel, I feel like the, the EPA just came in and shut down my containment unit.
2: I'm on Google plus right now and I don't understand it.
1: Nobody does. (laughs) It's not user friendly at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't like it. Like, where are the comments for my YouTube videos supposed to show up here? I don't know. Okay. And, and, like,
1: and, like, I watch a lot of, like, ASMR videos. Like, I don't want everyone to know that I like watching videos where, like, girls whisper and put makeup on me. I don't want anyone to know that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Please don't put that on my Google+. <laughs> is that what triggers your ASMR,
1: Craig? Um, the makeup specifically? No. Uh, what triggers my AS- ASMR is someone, like doing something for me. And since you know like makeup or cranial nerve examination like these are very common ones so yeah, I put I put those on low and let them play in the background often. Good to know. And the makeup ones are nice because you can hear the brushes like against the camera and stuff like that's a pleasant sound as well. So I do, yes, I do like them. I have no I'm not particular to makeup. I don't cross dress or anything, but <laughs> It's, I, I do like the ASMR videos.
2: He wouldn't because Bugs Bunny does. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: that, that really wasn't that do um, You guys don't use YouTube as much as I do. So, I mean, you, I mean, do you guys have any strong opinions on this merge between the two systems? I mean,
2: I only watch, like, stupid videos that people link to and stuff on it. But I've noticed I can't, like, thumb up or comment on people's comments so that's like already just
0: worse for me yeah it it sounds like it's dumb that they're forcing you to go- use google plus but i i like never comment or thumb up anything so it yeah, really I, doesn't affect me
1: i think i think it's it's just a i think the biggest pain in the ass is for people who make the videos and i feel like that's what it is with like a lot of these changes i feel like there's a lot of um youtube is is becoming a platform where like people can dump like music videos and stuff like big corporations could dump their music videos or their trailers make money off of it and like the actual you in youtube doesn't really matter anymore like the like the youtube app for like iOS or whatever do you think i can manage my comments or anything like that in that thing no you can't <laughs> if you're if you're a content creator you can't do shit with that
0: app
2: I mean what's the point of the YouTube inbox now if it's like most common notifications will go to Google Plus now? Like? I think maybe
1: – I think direct messages might still come there. Like let me check. Let me check mine because sometimes I get messages that are like, hey, join our partner network. No, fuck you. I have no idea who you are. <laughs> Let's see. I don't even know. So I have to – like go now, now inbox isn't – the inbox option isn't in the dropdown anymore. So then I click on video manager and now it appears on the left. Now inbox is on the left. I do, look at this, I do have a personal message. Closed Beta Invite from Game Arts Studio. Hello, your video show expertise with racing games. No, they don't. <laughs> 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 I, think I, I think I have an Excitebots review, and I think that's the extent of it. <laughs> I think Excitebots is my only racing video. We would therefore like to hear your feedback on our futuristic online racing game, Quantum Rush, available at quantum-rush.net. Oh, you got shattered with the .NET too, huh? And hereby invite...
2: You just plugged them right now. They just got a free plug on the TV and Life podcast.
1: Nobody's going to check this out. I'm already doing it. I'm already (laughs) invite you to our closed beta test, which will start soon. If you're interested, please send a short email to... They gave an email address. Or just reply to this message. We'll then send you one of our limited beta keys before the start of the closed beta.
2: I'm now watching a Quantum Rush pre-alpha trailer. Pre-alpha trailer.
1: (laughs) It's a bunch of boxes
2: moving across the track. I don't understand. <laughs> this is, uh, this is Episode 1 Racer. right. <laughs> <you>, nice. <laughs>
1: this is some N64 uh, shit.
3: All right. No, like,
2: it's like straight up that t- Tatooine track. I don't know what they're... Is it really? That's <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> so it starts off. Oh, there's some roads later on in it. Looks like a passive beggar's canyon. Yep. Basically. All
1: right. So our Looks final good. our final piece of uh, uh, feedback here in the in the mailbag, we have uh, Jeremy says, Hey, fellas. It's pretty hard to believe that the PS4 and Xbox One launches are already here. Uh, I actually ended up canceling my PS4 pre-order in favor of the Zelda 3DS XL. On a tangent, I think I'm going to pre-order the Zelda 3DS XL. And I have to front the money for it because I think I'm going to sell my Pikachu one. Because that thing goes... If you look on eBay, this thing goes for a crazy amount of money. So... Jeez. I'll just buy the Zelda one, transfer everything over, and then sell the Pikachu one. And I'll actually make a profit.
2: And you won't have Zelda to worry about Pika-nipples anymore.
1: Pika-nipples. I've grown accustomed to the fact that I have a giant neon yellow Pikachu billboard that I carry around with me. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I might do that. I think I gonna drop by, like, uh, GameStop or something tomorrow and do that. Yeah.
0: Um, and then saying- you can sell the code or uh, return it to Nintendo for $15. <laughs> <laughs>
1: want <laughs> to contact Miyamoto on his WordPress blog. <laughs> uh, because realistically, the only game I want in the first year is Octodad, so I'll wait on I'm really interested in that. The game looks fun. Uh, so, still exciting to have new consoles in the market, though. Uh, anyway, we all know the hate Nintendo gets in the media, but in the last couple of weeks, everyone has been excited about, quote-unquote, finally having the launch of the, quote-unquote, next-gen. Even referring to multi-gen games like Battlefield, Call of Duty... Uh, Assassin's Creed for Black Flag, as true next gen experiences. Trying to start you guys feel the way I do. But my question is, is: What does the term "quote unquote" next gen mean to each of you? Mm, I don't know. Just new hardware, like a company puts out a successor to its last gen hardware. I don't. The th- I mean, he, I, I understand what he's getting at. He's like he's making the point that. Um,
2: How are these Uh, true next gen experiences when they're also available on current gen consoles? Well, there's that. There's that. Okay.
1: But I think also that that oftentimes Nintendo's sort of like disregarded because their last couple systems have been behind the time, so to speak, are like hardware wise. Uh Like share, like like share, like horsepower or memory or something. And even though like they do motion or they have like a touchscreen controller, like, or like a whole. So don't do that again. Um, or a whole social network uh, <laughs> built into them. Like I think that Nintendo takes next gen to mean, you know, something other than just like this cram a bunch of fucking dims in this box and call it a day. Um, and and I mean the different meanings are okay, but it, it is just sort of disappointing that everyone's like, well, that's not a next gen box. And it's like, well, it's actually, sorry, sorry dude, it is. Um, <laughs> And it's so weird that yeah, everyone's talking about next gen when we already have three out of the five like eighth generation systems already out. We're just waiting on the other the other two lollygaggers.
2: But to answer the question, to me, next gen just means just new hardware, like Craig said. Yeah, just
1: the next system.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um you goes on to say personally, I'm a little upset. It's not taken so literally anymore. If people are going to outright exclude a console that's currently supported, how can you say it's not part of this generation of game consoles? Because they're all using fucking quad-core processors as, like, dick-measuring contest. that's why. Uh, I'm more than happy with my Wii U and 3DS, and far more excited for the games coming to them than anything I've seen promised for the others, because the games have new and interesting ideas, regardless of the transistor count. Um, yeah, that was a new one. Uh, anyway, that may have come out more negative than I intended. I'm just tired of the putting down of Nintendo consoles just because. I hope the new consoles will have interesting experiences, and not just QTE movies, and ultimately I believe they will, and I'm excited to see that. Yeah, me too. I think new ideas can come from any hardware that they're on, but I feel like, um, you know, when you put out something that has, like, 8 gigs of RAM, people are going to be like, holy shit, I have 8 gigs of RAM, let's fucking do something with that, rather than... I, 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 honestly, I feel like limitations tend to breed the most interesting and creative ideas. Not always, but usually... And I find that much more compelling than, you know, a giant muscle box. And I think people just want to use that muscle. Don't blame them, but to me, creatively, it's often a lot less interesting.
2: I just want video games, man.
1: I hear you. <laughs> Seth is just tired of talking about video games. Like, Ugh, why am I on a podcast? What am I doing here? <laughs> it's so early I'm tired it's
2: Not <laughs> early It's like 2.38 Oh who
1: ate my orange I
2: ate orange
1: <laughs> uh, I'm uh, glad
2: uh, we're on the same page I just don't know whose orange I ate anyway. <laughs> Well that's it for the
1: mailbag Again if you want to get involved That's net. We hope to see some new faces And we always appreciate the old faces as well uh, let's talk about some games we have been playing lately, as in the last four or five days.
2: <laughs> um, uh.
1: Who's who's been playing? You guys, anyone been playing something new? First, I
2: haven't played a video game since Halloween, at all.
1: <laughs> if you haven't played anything. Since no, Halloween.
2: no, nothing.
1: Wow. So what have you been? So has it just been work and sleep then?
2: Uh, and anime.
1: Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, talk a little bit about anime then. Let's do that.
2: No, cuz I've only been watching Hajime, Hajime no Ippo, which I talked about last week. It's a really nothing, long series.
1: And you have nothing to add.
2: Um well, there's there's three series. The first one started like in 2000 or something, and that was 3 seasons long. And then there was like a big old break between those and the next one started in 2009 and there's one that's currently ongoing right now. And it's all boxing. is the dude it's dude's boxing and it's wonderful and I don't even know what to say about it, all right? Okay. I just think there's some
1: crossover with their audience that some of these people must like anime. No,
2: it's awful. Everybody hates anime. No, No. I'm just kidding. I don't know what I'm doing right now. (laughs) I'm so tired. Shut up. (laughs) Craig, I feel like I'm going to go to Connecticut right now, and I'm I'm, I'm just going to fight you. I will lose. I will lose
0: handedly, but I'm, I'm going to fight you. will
1: you off my porch and watch you fall to your death. So
0: what you're saying is you guys are going to reenact Hajime no Ipo? Yes. Okay. Except... Oh, God, it's so good. I, I
1: think there's probably less speed lines, but it'll probably be very similar.
2: <laughs> like, there was an awesome Takamura <laughs> fight that I watched yesterday, and it was, like, amazing. It was it was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Ta- Takamura is, like, one of the boxers at the Kamigawa
0: gym. He's is dropping all this fucking lingo on. I got I got nothing new to say about this anime. He says, but I watched this awesome one yesterday.
2: Uh it's so good. I, no, like I binged yesterday. I think I watched like over twenty episodes of this yesterday. It was it was ridiculous. Is a lot. Yeah.
0: Awesome. No. I guess. Anyways, Chris, what would you play video games? No. Nah. No. Nah. Uh, the only thing I played since the last time I recorded is Wind Waker, which I finally finished. Um, I don't know how much there is to say about that, although I do want to say um, – I, I, th- I think Seth and I talked about this while, while he was streaming. Um, I, I think it's really frustrating that they have uh, maps for, like, where all the heart pieces are and where all the uh, – the Like octopuses this? and platforms. Yeah, stuff. the big octos and those uh, towers and stuff. But they don't cross them off when you finish one. Like, what's the point of even having the map? You still have to go across every square and make sure you get everything.
3: Uh-huh. And
0: that's that's really frustrating towards the end because I, the other day I had, like, one heart piece left and I had to go through a fact trying to figure out which one I had missed. It was really frustrating because, like, there's, oh, I, I have a heart piece map, but it doesn't help me at all. So,
3: And
2: my um, big complaint was that they should have let you write notes on the touchpad like you can yeah, in the DS games.
0: yeah. I like it
1: they, might um, even be helpful to like be able to like merge the maps or something.
0: Mm-hmm. Instead of having to so you like have to pull up like the separate chart every time.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, I I did see that in uh, Link Between Worlds is going to have you can put like pins on a map. So when you find something and you know you can't if you find like a a cavern that you can't open yet, um, you can put a pin down and you know so you so you remember to come back to it. I think that's pretty cool. I mean, it's maybe not quite as good as being able to write notes on a map, but it's definitely a step in the right direction. Um, It's not still a step back, though, since they've already... It's a step back from PS games, but it's a step forward from Wind Waker HD.
2: That's so weird. I don't like it worked so well in those DS games. I don't know why they just didn't keep no, it. No,
0: that was that was like my favorite addition to those games. Apparently
1: I, you can't write on the map in a link between worlds either. You can
0: drop pins, which is right, you drop that's pins something
1: you can't, you, know. you can't write. So you drop a pin, but you don't remember what you dropped it
0: there for. Yeah. But then at least it, I mean at least you remember to go back there and, and yeah, find whatever.
1: That's something, but it, it's yeah. a fucking touch screen. <laughs> I can't it's write like write it's on. like one
0: step forward and two steps <laughs> back. I don't know. Something like that, yeah. So I'm happy that that's there, although I would much rather be able to write notes. <laughs> Um, but Wind not is because the only thing I've played since since we last recorded like two days ago. So
1: yeah, I'm blame you guys for not playing. Normally, I chastise you like, "Oh, look at these fucking losers with their lives and shit." But it's only been a couple days.
3: How huh.
1: uh, you, Craig? Uh, I played a couple of things that I want to talk about. Um, I played quite a bit of Fantasy Life on the 3DS, which is a level five game that only this so far has only come out in Japan. But I, I recall it being announced for PAL territories too or maybe just Australia, or something like that. I'm pretty sure it was announced for English-speaking territories by the end of this year, and, you know, here we are, like, very nearly the middle of November, and uh, no such thing has turned up. Which is a shame, because it's a really great game. It's um, it's really hard to, like, uh, say what it is. I mean, you could say, like, oh, well, it takes elements of, you know, maybe Animal Crossing and Harvest Moon, and maybe some elements of an, an MMORPG, obviously not the massively multiplayer online part but some elements that might go into a game like that or you know some elements of just a straight-up JRPG and just you know mix and match these and and squish them together and you have fantasy life and um, I haven't played a ton yet uh, but what's really cool is you get to pick your class when you start off and the great thing about this is because you're you're doing you're, you're living a fantasy life only a couple of the classes are actually like combat based like you can be a cook if you want you want to cook fuck let's fucking cook you can do that. You want, to go, you want to be a fisherman? You can be a fisherman. You want to be a miner? You can do that. Uh, I think it's really, really cool that there are these classes that are just completely unrelated to beating shit up. And that, that's a really, I think, fun and unique concept for a game like this. Uh, although beating stuff up does come into play. Uh, like, later on down the line, I know that you can change your class. I haven't gotten to that point yet. But I know you can then start uh, experimenting with, with the different classes. Um, I start off as a miner. So I have a pickaxe and I can mine for gems, I guess. Um, I can do that! You have, you have like, a little loft apartment that you live in. You can get furniture for it and customize it. And then moving the furniture around is so much easier than it is in Animal Crossing because it's just, like, just moving it around on a grid, like, sort of omnipotently instead of dragging it around or spinning it or whatever. It's so nice. Um... The graphics are great. Like, it's got this really fantastic, like, cartoony art style. And one of my favorite things, like, I know that I've I've looked at the map screen, and I know that the the world is much bigger than the town that you start off in, because you start, like, doing errands, and it looks like you earn – what it looks like is, like, you have different kinds of quests you can take up, and you earn stars if you do quests that pertain to your class. And what I think are called – I think they're just called happy, but I think it it means – it's referring to, like, happiness. You earn happiness points for, like, doing favors – for other villagers. Um, The quest system is not terribly friendly to non-Japanese speakers because um, while you can talk to a bunch of people and collect a bunch of quests all at once, you can't, like, select a quest and say, like, okay, I'm doing this one and then have, like, an an arrow or some sort of indicator up on your screen. Um, the, The thing is, like, during the tutorial, like, during, like, the beginning of the game, like, when you are doing, like, quests during that portion, there is an indicator on the screen. Like, there's a red arrow that points you around, tells you where to go. And then once you get, actually get into the actual game and you start doing quests for, like, for real, there's no more stone no indicator anymore. So if you can't read what the quest is, you're just going to be fucking walking around doing nothing. Um, so it's not very friendly in that regard. And I haven't seen any guides online, unfortunately. Um, and uh, But the, the thing that I love is the size of the fucking castle town. And it feels like a real like castle town. Like you have the inner you have the inner walls and you have the castle. And then you have like like the stone um I don't know, like sort of like outer walls or whatever. You have like like a marketplace and houses and stuff like that. And then you go further afield and you have like like uh nicer houses, you have poorer houses, you have like a bazaar running, you know, these marketplace streets, and you have like a bar, and then you go further out and you have like um like, farms and uh, some of the um, class uh, guilds or whatever where you would learn, like, if you're an archer, you would go there to learn archery or whatever. And then you... Excuse me. Jesus. And uh, so it's, like, it's, it's, it's huge. And it's huge and it's fun to explore because it's just... It, there's just so much life and, um, like, detail put into it. It just feels really fun, like, wandering around this massive castle town. And I know it's big because you could look at the map and you can see that there are other places to go. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, if, if just the castle town where I'm screwing off doing fetch quests is this big, I can't even imagine what the rest of the world is like. But um, that's, that's my favorite aspect of the game. It's got great music, too. It's, 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 a neat, it's a really neat little game, but it would be so much more playable in English. And I think, I think this came out in 2012. And then there was an updated version called Fantasy Life Link. Um, that just, uh, that just came out in Japan. And if you have original fantasy life, you can pay $20 and get the update. Uh, and you can just get the Link content downloadable from the eShop, or you can buy a physical Link version. Um, so considering, like, Link just came out, like, maybe there's some, like, vague <laughs> hope that we will get the game, like, in maybe 2014 or something. That would, that would be awesome. Even just as a downloadable game, I'd be okay with that, because it's a, it's a really fun game. I don't know what the fuck else Level 5 is doing anyway, so might as well.
2: Professor Layton versus Ace Attorney?
1: It's about it. They opened an American office, and I think they just kind of, like, show up and wait for lunch.
3: Yeah. I. Mean, <laughs> there, I,
2: I th- you know what? Actually, I think they needed that American office so that they could release uh, downloadable games on the, on the eShop. I think you need to have a...
1: A presence in that country?
2: Yeah, you have to have a presence Mm. in that country.
1: Mm, That makes sense. Well, then just put this out on a downloadable service, then. Jesus Christ. But maybe, you know, on the other hand, maybe it was smart not to release it in the West in the same year that Animal Crossing and Pokemon came out. Because Um, because now, like, next year... Like, of course, I'm speaking hypothetically, and I'm maybe way smarter than Level 5. But, I mean, people are getting, like, Animal Crossing fatigue. And people are going to be you know, wrapping up their time with Pokemon here and maybe in the next six months or so. I mean, people are going to play it for a long time. I know there are people that do that. But there are people that are, you know, going to want to be looking for, you know, role-playing-like experience with, you know, some customization or quests or whatever, not too dissimilar than from Pokemon or Animal Crossing. And I think that would be, like, an awesome time for level five to just swoop in and go, here's fantasy life fucking rules. And I hope they do that, but they probably won't.
2: Oh, sounds awesome, so I hope it comes out of Like, how long is the description for for the quests that you pick up? Like, is it just, like, a sentence or two, or is it is uh it, it it's, it's a few sentences. Because I'm wondering if it's something I could, like, type in and run through a translator. Like, You might
1: be whatever. able to do that. Yeah, you might be able to do that. I mean, like, if you go into, like, your quest log and, like, look at the actual, like, quest description there, it's not very long. But when you're getting the quest, like, here's my problem. I mean, i I have never, like, overstated my ability with Japanese. I'm not fluent. And so, like, when I play a game in Japanese, it's it's challenging for me because, you know, it's like a whole, like, meta game. Like, I'm playing the game itself, but I'm also playing, like, the role as, like, a translator. I have to play a game with the language as well. And it gets tiring after all, especially a game like this, which has a fuck ton of dialogue, and the vast majority of which is just garbage fluff anyway. Like, if it were in English, you would have been mashing A right through it. But if, if, if it were in English, like, you'd be able to pick up on a few key words, like without just like looking at it. You wouldn't, even, you wouldn't actually be reading it. You're just looking at it and you know, the words fortunately mm-hmm. here, uh, I have to, I have to actually concentrate on the words, but I don't want to read like 8 million. I don't want to do that for as much text as there is in the game. So I end up mashing A through like a lot of it. I see. Do you understand yeah. what I'm saying? Does that make sense?
3: Yes,
2: absolutely.
1: So, uh, but, yeah, I mean, when, it, when you accept a quest, and, like, people have, like, icons over their heads telling you that, like, they'll want something from you. So it's not like it's that um, hard to find someone. And then once you've accepted it, like, it's in your quest book and you can, I mean, it's really not that long in there. Okay. Um, but I really like it. I, would, I, I think if it came to the U.S. or Europe or whatever, um, I think a lot of our listeners would also
2: enjoy it. The shitty thing about region logging is even like it came just to Europe, I still wouldn't be able to play it, even though I have a Japanese and a US 3DS. I
1: know, I know. Mm. I mean, I would, but...
2: (laughs) You and your Princess Peach 3DS that you won't give me?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. Mm -hmm. Um, I also played an iOS game, and I don't know how to pronounce it. It's a Swedish word that means uh, space capsule, but I think it's like rhymed capsule. Rimmed Capsule. It's R-Y-M-D-K-A-P-S-E-L. And this is a very simple, brief strategy game on iOS. Um, it You know, you buy... It's like 3 or $4, and, it works, and it's, you have it for iPhone or iPad. I've played it on my iPad mini. I can't imagine playing this game on your iPhone. I just don't think that would be that comfortable. Um, and it is... One of my favorite games of the year, like top five. Um, it's 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 very it's very simplistic you're you're building like a space station in space and you have um, basically you're building the rooms. so like each room like either generates resource like basically all they do is generate resources um, in different ways. So like you'll have like the gardens and the gardens will uh, create sludge, right? And then you can then tell your minions, to bring the sludge to the kitchens, which generate food. Once you've had food generated, that can be I don't use, want
2: to eat sludge.
1: Well, it's <laughs> it's probably like a replicator, so it probably tastes like Flamin' doesn't matter. Um, okay. food is sometimes then used as, like, a material to build new rooms. I'll get to that in a minute. But food is basically... It's used to create more minions, so then you can build a crew quarters, and then food is then used as a material to create more minions. Um... You create new rooms uh, using, like, almost, like, Tetris pieces. So you have, like, uh, you know, like, a little list of what's next and with these vague shapes. And then you can choose, like, hallway, uh, you know, like, you know, kitchen, quarters, weapon room, whatever. And then it's going to be built into that shape. And so it's, you know, there's, like, um, you have to pay attention to, like, like, economy of space. You really have to um, plan ahead. Not something I caught on to right away, <laughs> but you want to build your space station because um, rooms can only come off hallways, and you can't build another hallway off another side of a room. So you have like basically like, a primary hallway, and then rooms branching off just that. And um, so you have to think about that and plan ahead with the pieces that are that you're given. And uh, it's it's just it's, it's a fantastic like ecosystem, like how each room is reliant on something else and there's a there's also management involved in terms of like how close like rooms that are dependent on each other how close they are to each other because you know your minions are going to take time going back and forth and you don't really give them like individual tasks you just assign a minion to a room and then the task is dependent on that room and you have a meter and every so when the meter fills up you're going to be attacked by aliens so then, before that is filled up, when, the, like, the klaxons are going off, you want to, like, assi- start assigning people to weapons rooms. And then they'll dispatch the enemies as they come in. And between the attacks, you want to build up your station, because there's these strange, like, obelisks out in space that you need to investigate. So your primary goals are to survive X amount of waves, research all the obelisks, and then the third goal is to do all that within 45 minutes. And you can do that with you know as many runs that you want to do but really you'll be able to like max out the game like basically completely understand the game enough to do that within just a couple hours and that's what i love about it it's a game that has only a couple systems they're perfect in my opinion and and then you play the game and then you finish it and then you're done that's it and i think it's fantastic i think it's great um I went back and read some reviews of it, and they are mostly positive, but a lot of reviews complained about, it, like, oh, there's not enough stuff. Oh, it's not long enough. And that's fair. I just, I feel like there's only so much you can expect from a 3 or $4 game. And I feel like if there was anything more to this game, if you tried to, like, put any more crap in this, it would have ruined, like, the the balance uh, of the systems, just how perfect they are.
2: What are the floating pink things? Like they're a bunch of pink squares that just float in space.
1: Uh, those are like—is that like plasma or something? It's a—it's a—it's a resource. So like, okay. you want to—you want to build like a pl- a pink room next to those, and you'll you'll mine that material. Okay. Like light blue rooms also create materials. Like they're like engineering rooms or something. So they create mm. material.
2: The obelisks you want to explore or look or want to investigate look like big refrigerators or like a server system or something.
1: Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And this is on, it's on iOS and it's on Android devices. Um, surprise, it's not like on just computer somewhere, but, um, it's great. I, I, like I said, I mean, it's, you play it, you love it and then it's over. You don't, you know,
2: it's also on PlayStation mobile.
1: There you go. Yeah, that's right. That is, it is on PlayStation mobile as well. So, uh, it's a great game. It's inexpensive. Uh, it's i wouldn't say that like the core concepts are anything you haven't seen before but they're just they're just so perfectly executed and i feel like you know if there were there was more content there were more missions or whatever like i just feel like it would have just it wouldn't have added anything it just would have added time it would have just taken what was already perfect and just stretched it out and made it agonizing actually in my opinion so um i think the game's terrific.
3: I'm
0: gonna check this out because I think the last time you recommended an iOS game that I played was probably ridiculous fishing, and before that, Super Hexagon. So um, I don't play a ton of iOS games, but typically the ones that you recommend are, are pretty solid. So
1: yeah, I don't play a lot anymore because they're they're they're, they're all basically the what I described. Like yeah, you pay right. between one and three dollars for this game, or maybe even it's free. But like, what what the, the quote unquote value from the game comes from like just taking like the same simple mechanics and just stretching them out over like 80 gajillion levels and like it just comes i Mm -hmm. just don't care yeah so i like something like super hexagon which is like so basic but so replayable yep or like ridiculous fishing which is just unique in its own right and that actually has quite a bit of content that's actually a game with quite a bit of content but there's there is like a definitive like there is an end to that you know Mm -hmm. Or something like here with like rhymed caps. I'm sure there's someone here that speaks Swedish. I know there's a couple Finnish folks that listen to the podcast. I know Finnish is not Swedish, but I think there's some similarities in those Nordic languages. I don't know. I'm probably butchering the shit out of the name, but (laughs) you know, here you have a game that just distills strategy down to its core concepts and just makes them perfect, I think. And I love it. I think it's great. So that's really all I've been playing. That's, you know, like I said, it's only been a few days, so um, I guess we can wrap up this episode unless you gentlemen have anything you would like to add.
2: Um, Proteus that's the game. Nothing. I was going to ask you what what the name of that game was, but because I'm just going to play it right now. Do you already own it? But I found it. Okay, yeah, I own it.
1: Uh, I would recommend putting on some headphones, turning off the lights, and just getting lost in it.
2: Okay.
0: I'm going to play it too.
2: Right on. I, I I actually look I'm forward to stream it and not get lost in it. Oh,
0: man, you gotta ruin it for
2: everyone. Good. It's something that needs to be
1: experienced, because <laughs> just watching it does not really give you a whole lot. You gotta play it, but uh, do what you're gonna do. I look forward to hearing what you guys have to say about it, though. Okay. All cool. right. Well, I wanna thank everyone for listening, and until next time, you guys take it easy.
3: Boy, you know. Gonna- <laughs>